Bonsoir. Hey, Mo. All right, welcome in to Calling the Audible. I'm Mo Khan. Who needs prep? Who needs prep when we're ready to go, huh? Anyway, I'm Mo Khan for the last time this season. So you're not going to be Mo Khan after I am? No. Are we doing a new one? So, new intro? On next Saturdays, season? you're not Mo Khan? <laughs> not I'll Mo be Mo Khan. I'm Simon. I'll be Mo Khan tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Peace, and I'm going to slow down the show. And I am Eagle, and I'm going to accelerate that show. It's, no, the, because it's the full court press against the half court <laughs> offense. So check this out. Fuck Virginia. <laughs> so, first things first. Um, so, uh, as I was saying before the show started, and I was rudely interrupted by our job. Yes. <laughs> before that happened. Before that happened. I thought it was a slave uh, environment. For those, like, now, now it's become a public, in, public thing. Uh, for those who, uh, who don't know, I'm getting married this summer. Right. I was finally convinced. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the reason. So I've been going uh, out of my way to uh, get people who I'm close with to uh, have specific jobs during a wedding. Uh, Simon, for example, <laughs> has to read the act from the minister. To you, can, you can see the real thing. I'm the guy who's going to park the cars. He has to officiate the wedding. I'm parking the cars. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> we have um, we have James Andrea, who's our videographer. Oh for yes, that's uh, yes, very nice for the, uh, the for the event. A uh, good friend of mine since elementary school is the DJ, DJ Judgment. He does the music for the Hot, uh, Sauce, Sports. Hot Sauce Sports podcast, which if you haven't seen, you should totally check out. Yeah. Um, Eagle, is our Eagle is actually going to be our ring bearer. Because oh, really? we don't know ring anybody. Boy? We don't know anybody small enough. <laughs> ring boy. We don't Are know any <laughs> children. He's the closest thing. Is he going to come in on the bear? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's funny because you hadn't actually told me what my job is, but now that I actually know it, it's that makes bad. sense. It's not bad. That makes sense. Accurate. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't hit on the flower girl. You'll get arrested. Or, we have enough with R. Kelly. Are the um, rings going to be on a pillow? So my point is... <laughs> can I sleep on said pillow? My point is we we uh, oh, we were discussing uh, just some other people we want to have uh, important roles at the wedding. And uh, now I'm putting Mo in a spot where he can't say no. <laughs> I'll let you know <laughs> because you put it on camera, Eagle. I'll let you know after. Uh, so, so um, it would be it would be a, an honor for us, Mo, if you wouldn't uh, mind uh, to be the master of ceremonies on our wedding. And we actually we actually oh, got you man. a gift. The only question is, will you botch it? <laughs> well, that's like, why we're doing like it. Like Rob did for me. We're we're taking bets <laughs> as to. Uh, and okay. Natalia, Natalia made a bracelet for you because she knows you like bracelets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, um, we're hoping you're going to throw some of those away. So <laughs> she made you a new one. You know, actually, this one made it onto the Canadian's uh, media scrum, the uh, Monstars one. Mm-hmm. So I sent it to uh, to uh, Ryan and Jadaridi. Is that a new Monsters one? No. Absolutely. No. It's just faded. I appreciate it. It will be my honor to be part of this. Thanks, buddy. All right. Yes. Let's go, guys. Now, the story is, right? Our, our, our uh, loyal leader, our God, our Jesus Christ, our Muhammad, our uh, Moses, Robin Kapan got married, what, four years ago now? My God, four years, huh? Was it four years? Four years ago. So you could ask me. It feels me to, like it was longer than that. Yes, it was. So no, you, it doesn't. I'm surprised you remember it, Peace. Oh, trust me. Listen, when you guys <laughs> call me up, when you and Eagle call me up, there's a picture of you and Eagle, I think, with myself, and boy, you guys are in Pluto. And Rob White. Rob White, yeah, oh, you guys yeah, are in Pluto. Oh, I'm like holding him up. I'm yeah, his yeah. life support in that picture. Yeah. It's like Eagle, you guys should be wearing like life jackets. Eagle and Natalia, who at the time especially uh, weighed, uh, the two of them combined weighed less than me, had to carry me up the stairs to my, my condo. That's awesome. Not only up the stairs to your condo, down the stairs from the reception hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was awesome. scarier. That was worse. worse. And then I, 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 I threatened to get to fight with a guy in his car. It's because he was right. taking too long to turn left. You're like, I'll fight him for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, long story short. In his car. Like in the backseat, two guys. Yeah, no problem. 
Long like story short, Robert Cabana gave me the, the honors to introduce the, the wedding parties, which I said, no problem. We went over the list, and he bought the list because he put, I think it was Audrey's parents before no, the grandparents. That's not what I... You know these people. <laughs> no, but... You've been but friends the, with yeah, them but, for so but long. Here's the thing. So, so he, was, he was told to announce, for example, uh, Rob's parents first. Now, they're behind the door. He can't see them. This part, this part isn't Mo's fault. He announces... Uh, Rob's parents and then out come Audrey's parents so he's just seen Audrey's parents I was like what the bleep is going on but here but then instead of making the correction he rolls along <laughs> and knowing now that there's only knowing now I that there's only Rob's back. parents behind the door he announces Audrey's parents to come through the second time it's my favorite thing in wedding history <laughs> Since the beginning of weddings, <laughs> if Ron Burgundy was real, it would be Mo Mocha. That's what it is. <laughs> F you, Seattle. All right. Uh, that was pretty good. All right. So let's, uh, it's one See, show. See, by, by, not, by not waiting five minutes to start the show, we just made the show five minutes longer. Exactly. So no, we're worth it. More. <laughs> worth it. Oh, we'll give you hockey updates as well. Bruins and Leafs. We'll go live action over is there. Is that why you were late? Yeah, I was thinking a dump, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's coming to Canadians playoff uh, yeah. success. You know what happened? <laughs> uh, funny story before we get to the show, actually. Uh, so Saturday was the last Leafs-Habs game. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the washroom. It was third period. So you I seem to have this issue a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you I've should go having... see a doctor, Mo. <laughs> I should. <laughs> you should work. Your bowel movements are very irregular. I come back not knowing that Ryan Paling, the uh, Habs superstar, had scored the hat-trick goal. I'm like, who scored? Uh, Gallagher? No, Palin scored. Oh, okay, cool. I know where I was when he scored his hat trick. Taking a dump. Taking a dump. <laughs> the exactly. same place you were tonight. That's right. You can't stream the game while you're doing that? No, it's hard, man. You know, it's, <laughs> it's I don't hard. Want, it's, you know, a little bit. Uh, anyway, uh, it's one show. We're going to do uh, everything all in one show. Uh, there's no more uh, 80 games to, to preview. In, uh, re- Just 20. <laughs> 20. Just 20 to go. Uh, let's oh, dive I, into it. The six diff six and six A uh, that we six D. Six D sorry, my bad. I'm listening to spring season. Six and six D. As we now have our finalists uh, Saturday three p.m. The first kickoff is the Mighty Ducks against B Ballers. Let's talk about the semifinals that happened on last Saturday. Uh, B Ballers winning by four against Dirty Landry, and the Ducks winning by two points against Unknown Talent. Uh, Peas, did these scores surprise you, or did it go according to what you thought it was? Yes and no. Because the first one, thank you, you set that up beautifully, Simo. Gotcha. Uh, the first one is yes, um, because I thought this was going to be what's a higher slobber knocker, a good term for a high scoring slobber knocker, slobber knocker. Um, you can also look up the uh, the uh, origins of the term slobber knocker, Jim Ross, no, or Urban Dictionary slobber knocker. That could be more fun. <laughs> I definitely know what it is on the dictionary already. Right. Slobber knot? Knocker. Slobber knocker. Knocker. Slobber knocker. So, um, V-Ball has been this 2218. Uh, interestingly, uh, it's w- we were saying this for a little while, is uh, the team for Dirty Laundry is too thin. And we've seen this game, three you players have, yes. three players had catches. Four catches went to Brendan Kyler. Five went to Kevin Kasai. Two miles, Kyler. Let's go, Kevin. Yeah. Well, because they did, they did, they listened to the show. They did what we told them to, and uh, B Ballers was successful. Now, uh, towards the end of the game, there was a ball thrown. Uh, there was t- okay. There was a ball thrown to Frankie Scalzo that was dropped. Okay. That was a, a key, a key drop. Mm-hmm. There was a ball thrown, t- uh, t- thrown towards. Uh, I believe it was Brandon Kyler in the end zone where he was basically wide open. But he n- he didn't adjust because he wasn't expecting the ball. Like he was like late in the progression, he wasn't yeah. expecting the ball. But he was open and didn't think Avery saw him. Avery Lala saw him, put it there, didn't adjust the ball. It fell basically like limply to the ground. And then 
uh, right at the end, Kevin Kusai running a corner was left wide open because he's running a corner. Uh, but he was open. Like he was, he would have scored the gaming touchdown. Avery Lala puts it slightly out of bounds. Avery Lala, though, he he had a stumbling end to the season. Well, I think what it is 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 it's like as the games got harder, he he realized, oh, I only have these three guys to go to, and he got in his head of like, like instead of for like going to other guys early to force other teams to be like, okay, no, we need to account for Frankie Scalzo, we need to account for uh, Gabriel Daddy, you know, like we need to. It, they're just guys who I thought were going to fit the system well and just didn't really fit in 100%. And so because of that, I think when once the, the defenses got tougher, he didn't set it up to be able to go to them when the games were on the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like go to your, your, your fourth and fifth options early. Get the, get their touches yeah, in early. Yeah, sure. So the, t- the defense is now on their heels. And they're like, oh, this plan we had to take away these two guys and force them to, to win with the snapper, like that plan that we have, that's not gonna work. Yeah, but you look at the stat sheet. Like, okay, these guys have scored pretty much all their touchdowns. They, they yeah. you take them away in a playoff game where you know every possession matters. And if you're able to score in your first two possessions without these guys, mm-hmm. then the other team can't keep doing the same thing. Because at some point, the, the guys on defense are gonna talk and say, "Listen, we're not winning. We've got to change it up because it's not working." Then you change it up, and then it opens up your stuff. But if you you force it to the guys that we expect it to go to, like you said, you expect them to go to, the defense is never gonna have to adjust. But uh, Gianni Casari, amazing. He's just he's amazing. He's a very good player. That said, one thing to pay attention to heading into the finals, two red zone interceptions. Well, it's also where new quarterbacks struggled the most. Mm. Is because the dimensions the are weird. Yes, I have, smaller, yes, I have a big arm. Different in different fields. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. More flushing involved. Like you have a big arm, but there's not a lot of fields. So I don't need to be able to throw 40 bombs yeah. if there's seven yards of field in front of me. And a defense is easier to cover because... Regardless of if these guys are fast or not, you don't have the room to run. Yeah, I will say this though: this will be a, a necklace, Dana, this week. Nice. As we should take the bet. We're getting no cupcakes. You should take the bet. What? Where the neck Dana if he makes the finals, you would have been fine. I know. You would have been, been like a sure. player, like oh, this guy the ambles. You would have been fine. So the the, the mighty ducks. Too reactive. That's the problem. The Mighty Ducks win 26-24 over unknown talents. Ducks going. See to this. Another this didn't final. surprise me. Um, well, because of the score? Well, or the because of both. Um, if if D2 were going to win this game, it was going to be like this. Well, I would have been surprised if D2 would have won 41-39. That's what I'm saying. So I think if it's the higher scoring game, oh, like in Benefits. time, Alessandro Barazzoni uh, would have just put too much pressure. And, and like, look, Matt DeMoe threw three interceptions was able to win this game. Matt well, defense, he's got a newborn, man. right? So three INTs could be because the babies well, kept him up. It, well, when he played Unknown Talents this season was a game where D2 Mighty Ducks struggled because the defense was not... They were d- they were doing what counters well Matt Domon and he wasn't able to adjust, which is one of the reasons why when he was a Division Four quarterback, they didn't have success. Mm-hmm. Is like As good as he is in these divisions, he is limited and he knows this. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, but then... So isn't it time then to adapt your style to what works given your limitations? But it also takes time. Like, you won't be able to do it right away and I think that now he has the kind of team around him that allows him to develop as a quarterback too and go to different plays and do different things and have a different style but you can't do that with a team that's one and nine no but I look at this Ducks team and they progressively look last year they had success this year they're having great success could win another championship with a title in the ring back to back back to back which uh, in different leagues different divisions yep. I, 
I look. I'm not saying that they're going to be uh, playing Division One in four years' time, but uh, no. this is definitely a team that can even go higher if they continue to add pieces to the puzzle here. And whether or not they win, this is a great two-year run for this Ducks team. It's a great two-year run, and it could turn into a great spring season for them too. I don't think. Would you make them the favorites if they win? If they win now, and whichever league they go into with UC Montage, and I hear you're going to be part of the team. In spring. <laughs> Would they, not, would, they, would they not be a favorite, though, if they come back with a score team? If they're, if they're in Division E, 100%. They're in Division D. But in Division D, the gap is huge between. Like they would be better well, suited in like 5B. Well, they, they likely will be because they don't have a ton of cap hits. But, but like if, so in the situation right now, if, if we skip spring altogether and come back in the winter in like a 5B division, mm-hmm. then yes, I would think that they're one of the best. Like They'll be one of the top teams. It's but weird, like, this, this season I felt that there were some teams in six that were better than teams in 5B. Yeah, like yeah, there, yeah there was str- it was It's the strongest I've ever seen in yeah. six. But if you move to Division D, Division D has some very good teams. Like, mm-hmm. you've got some teams from, like, the 4B mm-hmm. or even 4A that were not super competitive that are going to drop down to D and play in Division D. So you have this Division 6 team that's going to play against Division 4 teams in Division D where... We we all remember Glow Gang and Air Force One, mm-hmm. right? So, can you imagine the Ducks beating either of these teams? Because that's Division D now. So, yes, because um, Matt Demos played at that caliber already, and I actually like the rest of their pieces. I, now, what I think they'll need is they'll need to add one or two speedy pieces, which they don't have. But they also will need to drop guys at this point, right? right They're already at yeah. eight-man roster. You drop the worst players. But here we go. <laughs> but if they're your friends. Yeah, catch your friends. They're looking for no their second friends. ring here. So what's the keys against B-ballers then? If uh, When we look at this game this Saturday at f- uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can watch it live. So one of the things I pointed out earlier was B-ballers and Jenny Cassati's struggles in the red zone. Remember, he's faced largely Division 6D defenses, which some of the Division 6D teams proved to be good, so others proved not to be. But also the size of ducks presents a, yeah, a, a unique problem because if Gab Wiseman is your size, you don't have size. You it's know well, what I mean? The, the thing is, it's not just size at this point. Is these guys are fast, athletic dudes who are going to get bounced off routes mm-hmm. against bigger dudes, right? This is what it's going to come down to. They're going to try to run their patterns. There's going to be a six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound guy standing in front of you. Who? Saint Laurent. They're all six foot three, all, two hundred. I know, pounds. but I'm saying he's not two hundred fifty pounds. No, he's mm. more than that. <laughs> he's more than two fifty. <laughs> uh, can you uh, actually uh, Facebook us there, Renault? If you're two hundred fifty pounds, please. Big Ren, big Ren, the big uh, red he rocket. He steps in front of you. He steps forward. The Ren rocket. There's no way yeah. that receiver, MC Ren, get get gets a release. On Ren the DMC. Ren Dean. You keep talking. We'll just keep doing this. <laughs> the so considering that they're. The quarterback is going to be off rhythm with his receivers. They're going to need more time. And Martin Jackson is a very good rusher. You can run, but you can't hide. Like it gets thinner. It gets thinner bottom, bro. Well, he's a little big run, you know? That was weak. That was weak. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So if B-ballers are going to win this game and – Peach brought up the point, but the high score, low score, how it flows into someone's benefit here. Who has to benefit? Who, sorry, who will this benefit if this is like a total points of forty-five points? Well, B ballers because they need 
the full field to be efficient if they're if they're no, always No, but most said it's 45 combined points. Yeah, so if it's like 25, 20. Oh, the ducks, because that means... I knew, I knew you misunderstood because I was like, yeah. wait, the two things you're saying right, are incong- totally incongruent. Yeah, c- combine uh, the ducks for the same reason with that when they played mm-hmm. on unknown talents, is if you give them the full field of 40 yards, then the V-ballers offense is going to be able to do a lot of things and they're going to exploit the ducks' slower defense. Right. In the red zone situation where you have 10 to 7 yards to score or... You know the the, f- the length of the end zone of seven yards plus whatever five yards you're from will not be to their advantage. All right, so Ducks. We'll make our picks at the end of the show. I don't want to lose our viewers. I want to keep viewers rolling here. Mm. Uh, Ducks. That's what they call a teaser. Exactly. I'm very Ducks teased. can lose this game. Such a tease. Uh, if Demo throws three INTs again, D- does he? Because he got away. Three INTs in a, in a playoff game is is quite sufficient. Yeah, but you can't have that. Even two. How come we can't win games where we throw three interceptions? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I've lost. I think games he throws. Uh, well, he throws three INTs and still won games. So it's been that, a never in the playoffs. Uh, None of the playoffs. In the playoffs, I've thrown zero INTs in lost games. I I don't know how it works. What does that say about you? I know nothing. Like, so can they, can, can that be a four though? Would you? He <laughs> <laughs> lost if, that game piece. If they throw three INTs, is that a bad omen for them this weekend? Yeah, I, I don't see the Ducks being able to get three to four stops on B-Ballers, which means either you slow the game down enough to make it a five-possession game and you get one or two stops, which uh, which is going to come down to B-Ballers scoring between 18 and 24 right. points. But if the throws three picks, he's, they won't have seven possessions, Okay, according to these maths, anyways. 6D? Yes, sir. Your boys. Hey, let's go, potatoes. I Who? went in 18-12 against seventh rounders. And my boys, hurricane season. <laughs> yes, what up? Boys. Championship season. What up? Your boys. 24-21s over. All season, uh, Trail and I were boys. on board of the hurricane season, and you were. It's okay, though. We, we, got him, we got him next division. We got <laughs> no, him next that. We got him everywhere. <laughs> That's when I go to the washroom, the next division. <laughs> oh, you went already. The battles are a little bit rusty right now. Okay, so it's going to be a hurricane <laughs> season potatoes final. Uh, both games, one score win. Yes, Eagle. We actually have an update from Renault Saint Laurent. <laughs> oh, he's he actually six foot six and down to two forty five since a month without sugar. So Dan Machoch has got him on the workout Some program at U of M, I guess. Good, Getting himself ready for the season. First of all, six six? That's massive. That's like Gronkowski without skills. Well, I mean, well, with less skills. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you put, I mean, I'm sure he can like roll dice. Because if you put Maybe. big random pads. That's intimidating. <laughs> I mean, that's a good tight end. I'm just like, yeah. The Ben Rooster. All right. Uh, so, Potatoes win by six. Uh, Hurricanes season by four. One score wins. Uh, I'll ask you the same question. Are you surprised by how close the games were, or this is what you expected in the outcome for both matchups? I expected 24. I, a scrappy, low-scoring game against uh, championship. But notice, trailer park boys. notice the Trailer Park boys scored three touchdowns. If they can't keep their opponent under three touchdowns, they no, lose the yeah, game. Yeah, because they don't score more than that. But th- those games are also like They slow. never score more yeah, than but that. They don't run. Like, they didn't get seven possessions and stop four times. No. Right? They, uh, yes, they did because they have four interceptions and three TDs. So that's seven possessions. Yeah, but like, you don't understand what I mean. Nobody understands. Yes. <laughs> also true. But the, the game, it was a slow game. It wasn't one of those, you know, 45 attempts sort of game. It was a slow, pa- slower paced game, which is what Trailer Park Boys have been doing all season. And you say that, but it's only three minutes per possession. Yeah, but three minutes in FPF is long. It's at least six minutes. No, it's oh, not. Please. No, three minutes is not that. It's twenty five seconds per. I have an entire half to have had one possession. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Depending who's, who's refereeing, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. 
Five Oops. seconds. What? You said ten seconds two seconds ago. What? Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> All right, potatoes, my boys. Potatoes. Against seven rounders. I'm a bit surprised by the outcome. Like it's a very low scoring game. Nineteen twelve. It's a very I don't I it it's gonna be fun to see what Hurricane Seasons about will do against Potatoes. Potatoes is a good team. Uh Hurricane Season is also a very good team, but I don't see either these offenses going off for monster points either. Uh, uh, forgive me for asking this question. Who's doing the broadcast for that game? Um, I am doing the play-by-play. With who? Simone? No. With, uh, yeah, 6D. I don't remember. Is it you, me, yes. you? So will yeah. you be saying yes. will you Potatoes! Be the entire time? So yeah. Every time you mention the nickname, you say Potatoes! that. Potatoes! And hurricane season, 100%. I'm going to have to get used to it. Eagles, I'm going to have to get used to it. Can we have like a potato counter on the bottom of the screen for Simone's... Uh, Potatoes! I mean, yes. We should. W- was, it, uh, Keep track. was it Mortal Kombat, <laughs> the, the original... Where the guy would pop up and be like, Toasty! Yeah, that yeah. was the original. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be, that'd be Simone. Potatoes! I was those whoopsie. Potatoes! Whoopsie! I appreciate Toasty! Mokan's not very good with noises. He <laughs> <laughs> thought it was Kirby the other scorpion. day. Yeah, but whoopsie. no, it was Reptile. No, it was no? a scorpion. He would burn someone and the guy would jump on and go, Toasty! Huh. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't it Reptile who would come on and say it? Uh, no, it was just a random character. Yeah, was it? Or like one of the developers. I felt like it was. It was like who Reptile was. In the Can you look it up for us, Eagle? Thank you very much. I'm, now I'm just like I'm just trying to <laughs> make it to be him. Also, make it longer because yeah. we thought we said we just. Also, what what does when's the origin of Slobberknocker? It was a image of sound designer Dan Forden in the lower right corner and say Toasty in a falsetto voice. How is that a Slobberknocker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's for this. It was uh, Jim Ross for uh, Slobberknocker. Yeah, of course. Oh. Okay, so potatoes, hurricane season. This guy. I don't think. It, I think it's gonna be one of those. Can we see the reptile? Picture, <laughs> it's reptile with his mask. Everyone knows that. Toasty. I think it's gonna be uh, something along the lines of a thirty to twenty-four game. Okay, we're not giving predictions here, Simon. <laughs> I'm not saying who wins. I'm just. Are, are, what's do gonna you happen. do you trust the battle-tested hurricane season with their wealth of experience that they have? Yes. I I think they them falling to. The Division 6D playoffs is the worst thing that could have happened. It was a gift. Yeah. You're welcome, Mandel. Yeah. It's sort of We're like giving uh, you a championship. You've been there so long, you deserve one. Take it. Yeah, but Andel's constructed a pretty good team, though. It's a very good team. Yeah. There's no way this team should have like it like again, they got they got given a tough schedule with a quarterback that wasn't had to learn kind of the position, play with these guys and whatever. And it took a little bit of time. And we were like, oh, they may not make the playoffs. Oh, no, wait, it's worse. They're going to make the Division 16 playoffs I'm telling you, and get a free championship. I'm telling you, it was a spawn all along. Did you ask him that question? I know. I just assumed he's not so a scumbag. His plan all along oh, was to be a 60 You got to ask him straight up, did you tank on purpose? Uh, uh, Rob Campana did those interviews. You think Rob's going to ask him that question? <laughs> it right, so, so much better from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> did you ruin my league on purpose? <laughs> hey, Andel, how's it going? Did you tank, though? <laughs> <laughs> which quarter? Which quarterback do you trust? Oh, more? Eagles asking. We'll there go you go. Thanks, Andel. Which quarterback do you trust more? I I I like I like uh, Bradley Perron. I mean, I was just filibustering because both guys start with B. <laughs> 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 Their parents are not being kind to us. Um, I like Bradley Perron um, because honestly, his ability to buy time when the play breaks down is excellent. Yes, Eagle. We have confirmation. Uh, we have confirmation from Andel Thomas Gordon that they did not tank on purpose. I don't believe you. Well, you know, he's a big he's a big Lies. Laker fan, right? So, Ew. so the so the Lakers tanked on purpose so that 
LeBron can make Space Jam would, too. Would Andel, would, would Andel also, Gordon Thomas... Have to get rid of Magic, have to get rid of Luke Walton. <laughs> Sorry, Magic. Would Andel Gordon Thomas be a better uh, basketball ops for the Lakers than Magic was? What? Would Andel be a better basketball ops guy? Like, president of basketball Wait, it depends. Magic was? Will he go to work? I think he would. So then, yes. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that's the that only criteria it takes. Because if you don't take six weeks of vacation during the season, yeah, I mean it's like it's like essentially you just have to not be Phil Jackson in New York. Oh, it turns out <laughs> what was Johnson worse, the Magic Johnson, Johnson show or this? <laughs> Ooh, this is pretty bad. Yeah, what? Magic Johnson show or or him being the? Uh, uh, how about him being the head coach of the Lakers for sixteen games? Yeah, he went to five and eleven. Yeah, he lost ten straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he went three and one and four and one, and then boy, it was over. Okay, so we look at that in terms of uh, the hurricane season potatoes. Which guy do you think will be the difference maker, whichever play you want to pick from either side? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to do it? No, start. Give me, I will me. start. Um, honestly, Jeremy Peltzi has been huge for potatoes. If potatoes have a chance of winning the game, I think it will go through him. Uh, Billy Kuturgulu is a guy who hasn't – he's not put up huge numbers, but he's consistent for them. And when when I first played against them and first covered them in the first season, all the whole offense went through JJ Costantini, and he's been sort of the second receiver on this team, which makes them obviously a much better team than they were. But this might be a game where he has to step it up and be the number one guy again. So like I think it's one of those three guys, but I think the combination of three of them is is insanely important. Um, and I think when the game's on the line, we may we may see Samuel Lamoth go to JJ Costantini. I mean, Which is a fun name to say, also. <laughs> I mean, so Gary said that a lot in the broadcast. I think that the potatoes defense relies, like the potatoes defense need to have a good rusher, and they there were times this season where they did not have that. Now, in the past few games in the playoffs, the rusher have been really good. Billy's been playing really well as a rusher. They need to. He needs to have a big impact against. Uh, Bradley Pan, which again, like you said, if he runs around too much and he buys too much time. Hurricane season's going to score. Somehow, they're going to make a play. He needs to prevent that, keep him in the pocket, keep him in front of him, and it's going to limit what Hurricane season can do. All right, mm-hmm. looking at the 5A and 5B finals. Again, we'll make the pick at the end of the show. 5A, uh, the Hammocks. 5A, why, are we, why are we starting in 5A? Because he decided. Uh, Don't worry, wonder, we'll wonder, get there. I wonder what it is. Don't worry. Do you want to say 5B for the end of the show? <laughs> well, they're in 5A. Yeah, but do you want... Oh, they are in 5A. My bad. All right. You know what? No, 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 because of that, we're, we're skipping that game. Nope. All right, only one game nope. preview. Only one team to preview. So, so the Hammocks win uh, 32-27 over Jordan Alardless, uh Super Saiyan roster. Yeah, I think it was okay, but the Outlaws and Spartans. Okay, so we'll start with the <laughs> <laughs> so Anyway, I, I was busy on the Sunday night, so this guy's like, first of all, this guy over here can't broadcast properly. He's like, uh, for whatever game you, you was Div 3 did the uh, Final Four? It was the overtime for Div 3. Right. To be so this fair, guy it's sends me messages, though. He goes, hey, they're winning by 40. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, 40. That's pretty good. They won 39-25. So where's this 40-point yeah. uh, equation came from? Emotionally. The emotionally <laughs> won 40. 40 points. Huh, 40 sucker? points in our hearts, Mo. So we're like, oh, they're not going to score more than one. James Andreas washed, blah, 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 blah. He said James Andreas is the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. You know, Jared Goff made it to the Super Bowl. James Andreas made it to the James then just threw for 200 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> to be fair, that's fine. And just ripping deep that's balls all over the I place. I can't wait to watch this when I'm at uh, the, the awards banquet on my phone. And the awards banquet. 
Seen tents and hammocks, really. Uh, do we have an awards banquet? Well, I won't be there during do that we game, do actually. I'll be gone by then. We'll, we'll make plans for that game. Yeah, I'll be gone from <laughs> 6 to 9. I'll be back by 9 o'clock, so, 9.15. Okay, so the tents and hammocks game, do you think it's different if Jordan Lauer plays? I think so. Yes. Because I, 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 I mean, do you think the outcome is different? Yes. Yes, because I, I score kept both teams in the playoffs. And I, Jordan Lauer, I know we always like to rag on him because of how he is a very intense player, but he would have brought an added element of, of focus to the team. Does and he bring an added element on defense? Yes, Daniel he would have. Yes, he would, because he would have had that figured, not figured out, but he would have had a sense of awareness where everyone should be with that uh, left-handed offense that they run by Tenton Hammocks. So there's a couple of things. First of all, left-handed offenses are the best offenses. In also, the Tom second thing. I know, but you give him a point, though. It's such an unorthodox offense, it's, right? It's actually not. It's becoming the orthodox offense mm-hmm. in the FPF. But anyway, uh, way to be out of touch, Mo. No, but no okay. it is, absolutely. The Balkan <laughs> teams are in which divisions? The what? The bulk of the teams are in which divisions? I mean, four to six. Yeah, and the, bul- the, the the teams that are most influenced by this offense are in which divisions? Well, you're saying there's more left-handers in, in Division yeah. 4 and 6? Well, I'm saying the style of play. No, oh. I'm saying left-handers. You said left-handers. Oh, I, I thought he was right. making a pun. Said there's no way. There's more left-handers <laughs> than <laughs> no, right-handers. No, but I thought he was making a pun about how the, the offense is And you're like, orthodox. it's more orthodox. Left-handers? Well, they should be. with the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like five. No, but the, the thing is, uh, this Tom, game, okay, though, so at one point... Tom Gatos played well. At one point, eh, he played well in pockets. He, p- he missed a lot of throws. I was at yeah, the game. But, I mean, how much are you asking at Tom Gate House? Win the game? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I, but wait, wait, wait. I got to mention this because it is, this is Brandon Elward just dropping his balls on the table. Like, yeah. so they're up a point. Okay. And it's, it's uh, fourth and, let's say, three. Mm-hmm. And what he does is throw up a corner to Alex Joltepuff on a jump ball that Joltepuff comes down with for a touchdown. <laughs> because, fuck you. Balls on the table, right there. It was, honestly, and it, like, the thing is, we, like, there was four plays left. We're on the sideline saying, like, oh, should, like, should they punt or whatever? And I spoke to, I spoke to Brian after the game and he said, you know what? He's like, that's something I got having played with Joey Taylor's. If you have the ball in your hand with the chance to win the game, you never, never give it back to the other team. But because you don't know what can happen if you give the ball back to the other team. You mean a corner, like a jump ball in the end zone for a touchdown? Yeah, like from midfield. But they won by five. If they punt, they lose. Yeah, no, it was it was actually 30... Well, n- at the end of that, it was 32-19. And basically, oh, yeah, they yeah. gave a free a touchdown and the two points just to end the game. Okay. Yeah. Which they've done quite often in the playoffs. Oh, so they were up by six. But it, they up by six? They decided to score. Now they're up by... 13, 12, whatever. With like and six plays left. But does it, 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 it concern you though? No, it was, it was like under five. I think it was either five or four plays. But does it concern you guys that we've been repetitive with this, that it's two guys, Danny Alward and Alex Joltepov? Well, the thing no is, else. the thing is, honestly, watching Super Saiyans was kind of painful because it's very obvious what they're doing. And they actually have the personnel to stop it. I thought this was going to be a tough game for Brandon Alward because... Mm-hmm. The the way they were missing their best the way the, the guys who, who have improved on this system, whether it's Joey Taylor, whether it's Danny Award, they've branched out from having to go to the same guys, the same two guys over and over and over. And that's how a lot of these the, the everyone in this system has, has started. And who's the other guy? Uh, the guy who throws in Eric the four. Mariano. Eric Mayorino. Uh same similarly, he got better when again starts going sort of outside the hashes if you use a tackle term. Um, they literally, like I said, they, they have the size to clog the middle of the field, and they did not do it. You know, so it's... Yeah, uh, but it also they were missing their best DB. 
which yeah. would have helped first of all against Danny, but it would also helped the way the game would have funneled defensively for Super Saiyans. That said, because uh, we mentioned the big catch by Zoltpuff, there was a great catch by Jerry Gallant back in the end zone. I can't believe that kid's 18 years old. <laughs> I don't. Jesus. He, he looks way older than that. He, should, he, should he looks a different species than that. Yeah, we should card him. He's like an alpha out yeah. there. Uh, so the Spartans win 39-25. Hey, uh, let's talk about it, Mokhan. James Dan throwing an awful INT. Ruined his game there, but what can I do? I'm not perfect like him. So, uh, so it was cool. so much better than you, Mokhan. Yeah. yeah. So Stephen Harper. A lot of things. Stephen Harper saw didn't lose the game. He just didn't win it. So no, when you look at this no, game. Stephen, no, Stephen no, Harper saw played poorly. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, Three INTs so, is uncharacteristic well, of him. Yes, he didn't play poorly. He, the pressure got to him, and then he started doing non-Stephen Harper side things. He just started taking shots. One of them was on a, a bizarre double read where Kevin, Kevin Smuda beat his guy uh, inside. Mm-hmm. And not only beat his guy inside. And then he thought... So Stephen thought he's going to continue. Stephen Harper thought he's going to continue inside. So he was but digging. Then, it was zagging. But then, yeah, and then and then um, Kevin Smuda took the outside line. But what that happened was that allowed the DB to basically stand right in the the the, the, the pass lane, and and yeah. and what it looked like he was running the route. It looked like he was running the route for uh, yeah, for Stephen Harper That interception completely changed the game. It, it, that's where it, it got out of hand. It gave at one point. Uh, Spartans were up 27-6 or 20 yeah 27-6 and then they got stopped three consecutive drives Spartans got stopped Spartans got stopped three consecutive drives they would get they would get field they would move up and then get stopped about half field red zone whatever yeah, it was sure. like I oh this game's over and then you come back 10 minutes later and suddenly it's really close FYI you know, I just happened. went to go verify the roster of the Spartans they, they respected the cap so mm. make sure they didn't break the cap you know who's uh, not respectful uh, Mo Khan. I'm just making sure they respected the cap that's when all. he talks about an excellent caliber of quarterback that is James we'll see. Andrea. The finals are coming and up. A, and a, the and spotlight's a ridiculously on good defense. So the spotlight's on yes. them. The spotlight will be on them with the holding trophy. And I will I'm not making be my there. one pick. I'm making my one pick ahead of time. You cannot Here be picked. Spartan! 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 Get off his mic, please. <laughs> Two minutes in the box. So, take your time, Eagle. Spartan's a very good defense, which will create created issues for Sterling Arpsot, who had a bad game. I think, I personally think he lost this game for them. Because he... Like oh, James, that's what you just said. James played well, but he wasn't flawless, right? Like he scored thirty-three points, which is good. Okay, but it, it wasn't flawless. The pick six really killed them. The fact that they stopped him three times, but if the game would have been closer at that point, they would have been a- outlaws would have been able to overjump, like jump them. Three consecutive three stops in a row because that word can be said out loud. The shouldn't win you playoff games if you get stopped three times in a row. But they also they have a. A great defense, and they, I, they I w- do, which allowed them to be up twenty-one points. On one side, seeing Alexis Passet and Alexander Noel in Division Five, that's good. Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, if you get stopped three times in a row in a playoff game, how many possessions do you have? Or, or Alexi, because he's not like a white girl at Starbucks. <laughs> I call him Alexis. <laughs> okay, so when we look at this final here, do the athletes, the so-called tough defense Spartans, have the Mental capability to be patient with a hammocks offense oh that yeah. is very unpredictable. On it, no, it's the opposite. They're very predictable. They're, they just rely on execution. We execution have uh, Zachary on the chat saying My that dude. for the tents and hammocks, yeah, they have two guys, but they can't be stopped. So what are you going to do? I wonder they if he's watching the Just podcast. watch the show where I, I describe how to do it and then just do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, just do that thing. Do that, do that thing. I think James will pay attention to what you said. Yeah. He loves you. He does love me. 
I, I called him a sexy pirate. He was very happy about that. <laughs> Last show. <laughs> All right, right so do they, do they have the defense, though, to keep up with Tetson Hammocks? Yes. They, have they the are the defense. They have the personnel. Yeah. Will they execute is another story. Will the spotlight get too hot for Spartans? Uh, I think that if they make a few mistakes... <laughs> Why aren't you asking this of Tetson Hammocks? Uh, First time quarterback, Brendan they, Hillard. They oh, but no, it's well, fine. Also, that, that, like, these guys have been... It. But... I think that Spartans, yes, they have the personnel, but if they if they allow scores like ugly scores early, you know what? You you hit like a seven yard hook and mm-hmm. then turns it up for a touchdown because everybody missed the tackle sort of play. If that happens early in the game, they might get frustrated. Yeah. So the thing is, with regards to uh, Spartans, and, and to honestly answer your question, Mo, yes, it the the way James Andrew plays, he's a very passionate guy, he's a very emotional guy, and if things don't go his way. I can see a scenario where things may unravel. Like really, like badly. Yeah. Like he's going to have one of those one touchdown, five picks games. Yeah, if he, if, if he has a bad, he won't, he won't have an, he'll either have a great game or a terrible game. There's no okay game. But we'll know I early think, on I think though, this yeah. be a greater bad I game think this him. was the great game he's going to have. He's not going to have so a So it came he might though, No, he may, he, he, it, every game is a unique, is its own unique experience. So if he comes in, and scores twice early, and, and like, or even if he makes, actually, it's not even if he scores early. If the defense makes a stop after he makes a mistake, and he feels like, oh, the pressure's not enti- all on me, yeah. that's the kind of thing that, that, that pumps him up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yes. that can happen this game. It can happen in any game. So. It can, but I'm saying if he, like for him, when we're going to say James Andrew had a great game, this is the typical game he's going to have. 200 yards, five touchdowns, and an interception. All right. But it's a great game for James Andrea. I don't think he's going to go 300 yards, seven touchdowns, no picks. 5B, we have the U upending takeover, which could be deemed as a shock win by the U over takeover. And the process being the Bruins by 6, 31, 25. That was a great game. That was a great game. So game. which game? Uh, like, I'm surprised at you, given how... Yeah, but we keep saying that. Like, I told him that this game, I said, we keep picking against you guys. You keep winning the playoffs. Like, but every playoff, time we're like, yeah, well, you know, tested. are they good enough? And... But Takeover did not show up for this game, though. No. Well, no, they, they showed up. Well, they physically were there, correct. And they were mentally not there. But this is two weeks in a row that Takeover's had difficulty because against the Goldcock, they were, they were having difficulty. And against the Goldcock, they had a monster offense. They did, but they, they, they were off to a slow start. They had start. the cock. They did. They mm. did. And but but they were off did, to a slow start, though. But now yeah. in this game... But you can't have that, though. So the game started with Evan Frank throwing a beautiful sideline fade to Nick Papage. It was it was like one of the nicest balls I've seen in a monster receiver, by the way. Yeah, no, no, but like, like it it wasn't like you expect like Evan Frank kind of throws it, he comes back, jumps, mosses the guy. No, 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 it was in stride, basket catch over his head, like beautiful, literally the nicest throw I've seen Evan Frank make. His family's never seen him make a nicer throw. He himself couldn't, never dreamt of making a nicer (laughs) throw. It was, it was like Evan Frank. That's not his game, right? He's 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 just he's an incredibly smart play caller he makes the adjustments before you do that whole team on both sides of the ball does um but he he threw that ball like perfectly like outside shoulder allows nick papage to never slow down just extend his hands hits him right there it was it was one of the nicest throws i've ever seen and uh, once you once you get that going for you then what happens like if that happens early then you get takeover or suddenly nervous because oh oh the, these guys are actually very but good. these the last couple of years takeover you know, they've been running and gunning on offense, but unfulfilled finishes. I mean, this is, as a whole, this is a very successful free season for TakeOver. It's a s- shitty finish. But, but that's I, another shortcoming for them, though. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you did play, you know, you got 13 games, 12 of which were very, very, very good. 
Honestly, I don't understand how Vincent Benjamin and Will Power have 34 combined yards in this game. On well, five catches. Well, they they were most likely taken away. Doesn't them. matter. These guys are they're ball winners. Yeah, but if you have Nick Papich on Vincent Benjamin, okay, that's one. Right, like that matchup is not something Vincent Benjamin is going to win. No, but you can you can run picks. You can do you can do things to to, to, to free up someone. Away. Yes, you can, but I think that instead of doing that, they decide to go to other guys. Right? If you look at the amount of receivers on, they go over to God catches seven guys at at least a catch. So either they had too many guys rotating in, so guys like Vincent Benjamin Will Power didn't just get enough targets or importance in the game, or they need a better general manager. Um, Ian Heber, almost said his name wrong. Ian Heber, um. Wasn't sharp. Also, why was he on defense? Um, he does play defense now and again. He's a good, he's a solid defender. Uh, that's not my point. You should, like, if you're having a bad game, don't put him on defense. He needs to focus. I, I honestly on think in the playoffs and quarter, like in an ideal situation, your snapper and quarterback are on the bench so you can prepare for the next drive. Well, snapper. In an ideal, in an ideal situation. If you, well, like it depends. Like if your team is is deep enough that your snapper doesn't have to play defense, it helps. My experience is it, it helps the quarterback a lot. Not for you because you're too stubborn and unintelligent <laughs> to listen to someone, but I mean, I mean, for someone intelligent like Ian Heber, I actually feel like like it helps a lot to to separate yourself for a second, gather yourself, say, okay, what did I see? What were the mistakes? How can I take advantage? And what are they gonna? How are they gonna adapt to what I'm doing? Yeah, but that doesn't need to be your snapper. It could be anybody. No, but often they share th- they share the view of the field that you do as a quarterback. If you're a good snapper yes. in the league, you should you should yeah, have the ability to record. Not, not to an extent. If you're actually if you're a competent snapper in this league, you should be able to read the field at, like a quarterback. Period. Because snappers sees things differently from the quarterback. Not if, if you're a good snapper. Okay. All right. So. This process wins over the Bruins, thirty-one twenty-five. The Bruins had a nineteen-twelve lead, only scored six in the second half. Um, was it a simple case of the Bruins not finding the? Uh, Path of glory. Were they were they pretty much uh, slumbering their way through? No, I think it's a case no, of the process being the very good team that they are and taking away what Bruins were successful doing. This is a case of the process being the team that we expect them to be. This is a dominant showing from the process. That's what it is. It's not so much all oh, the Bruins didn't play well. It's this well, is they've been playing great. The, the process they, they the play well, weeks. but the process had a great game plan and executed well. So a few things. One. Um, at one point in the game, it was fourth down. Gab Wiseman threw a ball into the end zone, into the chest of Andrew Lambert. Um, early on, uh, Gab Wiseman was able to, able to buy just a ton of time. Um, had had Justin Frankiel on the, on the ropes. Like Gab Wiseman doesn't look as elusive as he is, right? Yeah. Of course not. He's he, so shifty though. But he's 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 incredible. He's such an incredible athlete, and. Justin Frankiel's second half is like, okay, that's what you're doing, cool, and and he 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 made that defense in the second half. Um, on the on the other, the, I talked to Andrew Langford before the game. He said, you know, we've been talking about Jake, we've been talking about Jacob Boydman. He said the issue with him and Jacob Boydman was he didn't understand. You know, like snappers need to understand how to fit on certain routes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah angles, like, like angles and like where the space is. So like sometimes you like on an out, you don't run all the way to the sideline because you're taking away the hook on the outside. When to sit in, in the zone, when to continue, when, when, you know, when, when you're beating a guy in man, when you're sitting in zone, like you need to, you need to start making reads. Like, yeah. like we just talked about, yeah. you need to start making reads like the quarterback and you, and you need to understand the spacing of the system. He didn't. 
He does now. And he said before the game, Jacob does now. And you see here, seven catches, 39 yards. Huge <laughs> game. Uh, but for me, a great catch by Dondre Borden down the field. Like, it's it sucked the air out of the room for Bruins. And then last play late in the game, uh, Gab Wiseman throws it up. And we actually we have it on film, which you we're going to see. Yeah. Saturday morning. I have that confirmed. Taking a dump. You can actually watch it while taking a dump. Yeah. Um, or not. Really. Dondre Borden going up, ending the game with a, with a just a monster pick, just a a pick that and like. By the way, kudos on the ref for not because he then launched the ball into the air. Kudos on the refs for not throwing a flag for uh, for uh, celebration. So excessive celebration. It was like it was like the no one like no one was upset. It wasn't like a tense yeah. moment. It was just a guy insanely happy. He made a great play. Like it wasn't taunting. It wasn't. So I was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, don't tell me anything. Like, it's just such a cool moment. Yeah, yeah. And we have it on film of him intercepting, launching it in the air. And I was like, please don't taint my, <laughs> this, this shot with, like, flag flying over. And, and honestly, it was just cool for the, like, both teams understanding. The Bruins were like, oh, man, we gave it our best shot. Pros were like, amazing. No one's in each other's yeah. face. And then, and then, like, the referee's been like, that was a cool moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone, everyone around was like, this was a good game. <laughs> you know? Well, the finals is Sunday, 7.30 p.m., uh, process the U. How cautious does Emma Frank have to be? Because we know Andrew Langbert's been a, an eraser in the back end, the, the last the last line of defense for the process. Well, the, the amazing thing is, uh, uh, Andrew Langbert's the worst athlete on this team. <laughs> but what they were missing, what the process was missing, these guys are all guys who excel in tackle football. These guys are all just really good athletes, really young, fast. Um, what Andrew Langford brought was an understanding of the game, an understanding of FPF. We say it all the time, FPF is not tackle. It's yeah. a different game completely. They just share the the the, 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 the suffix football, but they're they're not the same game at all. And Andrew Langford learned at the same well, comes from playing for Coyotes, right? Learned at the same time as AJ Ashkavan or as the Feather Brothers. And they they were guys that when you see them play, when you look at them on the field, they don't look like great players mm-hmm. right like they don't look like athletes is what you're no to but say. like they're they're f- they're fast guys they run around but they're not they don't look like your typical tackle superstar yeah and then you watch them play and they make you playing them is frustrating because you feel like you're consti- consistently making mistakes yeah it's not you that's making mistakes it's, it's they're forcing they're you so to good at understanding what you're doing and creating plays that's going to take that away from mm-hmm. you and it's like they're they're just smarter than you are. So how how important because you look at a guy like Kyle Pedvis for the U, he's one of their best better defenders on the roster. So how important is it for him? Because you look at the dink and dunk offense of the process, and you made the point about using the snapper more often than not, and he likes to crash Pedvis. So how important will his role be in trying to make sure that they don't get anything beyond him? Um. Well, Kyle Pedvis was out of town for this game. I don't remember where he was. They told me, and then I had several other conversations, <laughs> so I don't remember. Sorry, guys. Uh, but they, they called him after the game, which was really cool. That's kind of fun. Um, we won, by the way. Yeah, it's a nice call. The um, the thing I will say with with regards to, to Cal Pevis is, yes, he's absolutely a great player to have on defense, but I know Andrew Langbert, and, and if he if they take away Jacob Boydman, he's, he's shown – He's not going to go there just because. Right. And in fact, 
before, if he was occupying the wrong spaces, that's dangerous because you not only, if you're not open, you're not only taking yourself away, you're taking away another read for the quarterback. You, two guys can be guarded by one defender, right? Right. Um, and so I think that you were going to work hard to, to frustrate uh, Andrew Langford, who's not a super experienced quarterback. And that's the thing that you does really well. And, and the return of Kyle Pettis will just make them better. I agree with Peas. I think that that's boring. Say something I else. Disagree yeah. with Peas. The, their use defense. I think that yes, Jacob Boyman's impact is going to be big because yes, he had seven catches. The yardage isn't really. But it's not yardage. But it's the fact that you're most likely moving the chains on third downs. Mm-hmm. You're most likely. You're you're turning what could be a sack or an interception or an incomplete into positive yards. If you take that away and you give Andrew Langberts longer, tougher situations to be in. So yeah, instead of having a second and five, you have a or like, you know, second and five or third and five, you have a third and ten. A third so and seventeen. Yeah, but again, so like Ariel Liberati, Dondre Borden, Noah Groper, Perez is not slow, like they no. have the ability to attack deep as well. Yeah, but you can't only do that. No, correct. And the U as a defense to take some of these things away and force you to do other things. And if he can't do other things, then, like you said, the U is a very good defense that's able to take away certain things and force you into uncomfortable situations. So ju- a guy like Justin Frankel, 21 sacks during the regular season, can he make it really tough for Evan Frank? He's going to have to because if Evan Frank can buy time, Evan Frank scores. The, and, and in the parts of the game where Evan Frank struggled this week, it's when he was unable to buy time. But and yeah, then he adjusted. And, but the thing is, we saw that a rusher can get to him because yeah, buying time is part of his game. He's not like Charles Villeneuve, right? Like he's not the most gifted quarterback out there. So, so you're giving that mental to... He's like a Brad Johnson. You're giving that mental to Steel Living? I think like, Steel Living is one of the toughest you think of Brad Johnson? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, just, I'm yeah, just asking. Yes, like, yes. I'm, not, I'm not judging you. Yeah, I'm just yeah, asking yes. if that's what you think. Right, yes. But he's like a Brad Johnson, former Buccaneer quarterback. You're talking about uh, Super Bowl winning Brad Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he is. He's won. Yeah. He won the spring season, right? In an emotional game. So, Evan Frank, you're an NFL quarterback. You're a Brad there Johnson you type. All right, 4A. Go ask the bus for more money. 4A, uh, Bandits win Thriller over the Tithe, 33-32, and the Niners win Crazy by 5, 32-27 over Greendale Human Beings. So the Bandits win a Thriller in a controversial uh, time start of this game here because of uh, guys who were not going to be there and guys having a bachelor party. Unfortunately yeah. for the Tide, the they tide. don't uh, go to the finals. The Bandits do once again, another back-to-back final appearance for them, a common theme with some teams this year in the winter finals. Uh, what impressed you the most about the Bandits defeating the Tide? So we said how we talked about how Mark Belvedere is going to have to be Mark Belvedere, make some crazy plays, and like and not be Mark Belvedere. No, no, no yes, it needs to be one Mark Belvedere, not the other one. Yeah. So like when when it when the, the going gets tough, he needs to make plays, and I feel that by not using Nal Anderson as the speedster and by Steve Sander only having three catches, that's what he did. He mm-hmm. found other ways to exploit the defense and. Listen, the Tide is not the kind of defense that's going to take away all five pieces. Right. They're going to take away one or two guys and force you into certain things that you don't usually do. And can you beat us with your third or fourth string? And that's what happened here is, yes, Mark Beverly beat you with Corey Wolowski as their main option. A great option indeed. Uh, the Tide, obviously, they had a bit of a knock along the way here. Uh, I th- this team was peaking at the right time. I mean, you heard Brink Calendar last week uh, dropping some bombs on, on air <laughs> But um, <laughs> was this a matter of lack of, lack of execution when it mattered most for them? I, I, 
that's 33, 32, 32. It's just a great game both ways. Like it's just a matter of both teams play really well, then BD Bandit is just one up them at the end. Like it's, I don't take anything away from the tide. This game could have gone either way. Niners beat the Green Deal Human Beings 32 27. Um, Niners, they're playing some great, great football here. And Green Deal Human Beings, unfortunately, kind of ran into a buzzsaw in the form of the Niners. They, again, the, the GHB had a tough game against Half Stars the week before, but this was a definitely a, a, a tall mountain to climb here, and the Niners came through. Yeah, it's honestly both semifinals were excellent. Um, but. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about Dean Dimitru and whatnot, and one catch, one catch for twelve yards. If I told you before the game, if he has one catch to uh, do sixty nine ers win, what would you have said? Here's the thing: the DNA of this team for the last three, four seasons, four years, not seasons, has been Dean Dimitru. But this year, for whatever reason, I, I guess well, he's no, missed games. Yeah, so they've, had to, work. they've had to In fact, it's kind of helped them. Fed them to get yeah. other guys involved, and it's not like they're like, oh my god, he's gone, we're done, like. When he pulled his groin uh, against uh, Savage Squad two weeks ago, they didn't blink. They kept on going with what they had. And I am not surprised that Matthew LeBranche had a great game. I'm not that's surprised. Not, that's not a great game. That's a monster game. We'll go great. A monster game is if he has 20 catches in the game. Another uh, Mike Tomlin over here. No blinking. Yeah, no, blinking. no eyelids no, for anyone. Eyelids for nobody. Keep your eyelids at home. Exactly. But Keep your they, eyelids they with have, your children. They Keep have adapted, home. but also Shea Harbour has played – Phenomenal yeah. football, the most important. Yeah, this is a great game. He's always had this hips is, before. This is insane. Shea Arbor had. Uh, he had the Danny Elward game. He had a good start, then a bad slump where he played three or four games that, yes, they won some of these games, but he wasn't playing great. And then the last three or four games of the season, he really turned it around and was playing really good football up to a point where, heading into the playoffs, if you ask me who's, you know, who you're comforted in, Shea had great games the first few weeks of yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And. It's yes, like you said, it's been a knock on 69ers because usually what's going to happen with 69ers in the winter is strong season in the past like three years. Strong season, strong first round of the playoffs, second round they look good, third round imploded. They dusted. And Greendale Human Beings is the kind of team you can implode against. Yeah. Right? Like they, they get off to a hot start. They put up 27 points in the first half. Your offense put up 12. You're down 15 at the halftime. Everybody's blaming, pointing fingers and saying, listen, I don't understand why we're not scoring more. I don't understand why we're not stopping them. Why are they scoring with these gimmicky plays? And this is frustrating. And then you can't yeah, get it up sure, in the second for half. For sure. But this was completely different. They kept Green Island means to eight points in the first half. They did whatever they wanted defensively with what Danny Elwer was trying to force. And Shea had a really good game that kept him, kept the one up on Green Island means the whole way. Yeah, right. Honestly, so every right. part of this, like from the outset, if you just know some of the facts. So 14 8 first half. 69 is up for Greendale human beings. You're like, okay, Greendale's going to race that lead, no problem. All right, Greendale holds uh, holds uh, Dean Dimitri to one catch for 12 yards. All right, that's, no, that's not good. Brandon Aylward goes off for eight catches and two touchdowns. Uh, that's really not good for 69ers. Hey, 69ers win this game. And they kind of control it. They got the great defense, though. If you look, yeah, but if you look at the defense, right? Like they got Opportunistic, this defense is. Yeah, they made, like Dylan Drake had a good sack. They made some PDs. Rico Tolino showed up and got an interception. Like he's the wow. kind of guy that you expect. He's Dean, been showing up every week here. He, yeah, but Rico is a very, 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 very good DB. Like he's one of the best corners in but the. You're DB. Saying, but you apply you that he, he physically time. doesn't yeah. show up. Yeah, often? like he sh- you're no. that he just showed up finally for he, the first so time. So you're saying season. that he f- he didn't play well all season. Yeah, and he finally showed up. Last he said he finally time. showed no. up. 
I said the pressure was on him to have a big game Wait, against a team like the He Union. was playing so big when, every when game When you said this finally, year. what time were you referring to? Yeah, when exactly. He didn't you replied that he had to. So you should have said that. Hey, so so it's like so if you if you like scheduled to have lunch at noon, and you have to have lunch at noon because the only time you have, and you finally showed finally up, you showed, showed up for lunch. lunch. Exactly. You realize that's the weirdest way to say that, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I meant it more like you have one, two, and then turn off his mic, please. Two minutes. Thank you very much. All right, five. Uh, you four should know B. this. You're right. You're right. Basic English is not rocket science. Of course. Four B. Uh, <laughs> Mad Bears win 39-32 over AF1, and my team, Leveshful, winning 32-13 over the Ghost. That's amazing. The Bears. Would you uh, talking to your mic this time? We're not going to talk about the matchup. Did we not? What matchup? No, we talked about the 69ers Greendale human beings, and oh, then yes. my bad. we didn't Sorry. actually preview the game. I apologize. Game so. review. Previewing game. Previewing by right, so time. Niners Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. We expect the host to host. It's Niners Bandits. Thank God we have a producer this week. Uh, Mark Belvedere. <laughs> Does he need to play out of this world for this team to win again? The same way he just did against the type. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Does he need to play out of the world? It's a very similar type of defense. He's going to play against guys that, yes are across the board very talented and he's going to have a defense that adjusts well and understands what he's doing. So he's going to have to be more creative exactly like how he played the type. So but, but the difference is that between the U's defense and the 69ers defense is the 69ers defense the may defense. have six packs while the Tides drank all the six packs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not doubting it. I'm, I'm okay. I, I could say because I'm the same. So yeah. Also, some of the 69ers players did drink the six pack too. It was a joke, but yeah. it was a joke at the expense of the, of the type. Which is you not happy now? Yes. Right. Who? Sorry, who Brent. <laughs> <laughs> who has bigger games, Sven Sanders or uh, Rico Tolino? Are these two guys? Because those two guys are are, are monsters on Sander. defense. But can can Sander? The thing is, can Sander lock up with anyone anyone in particular, or should he be roaming around? Because you know, no, she hardly likes to sling no. that ball around. Steve Sander plays better when he roams around. He but I don't, feel like, he takes I don't feel like BD Bandits is sort of like that lockup defense. So you stay, here's your guy. Here's your assignment. Take that guy away, and that's it. Like that's not what they do. They they scheme and they they give you different looks. They they make you want to throw certain things that won't be open by the end of your progression. No, th- they want you to throw it up, and then they make a play on the ball. That's what they. At the end of the day, they'll scheme in a way to force you to throw off your back foot or put one ball that's risky it's than the other. Off your back foot. It's it's they, they show you something that looks open early and so you throw it and then but that's where the safety is breaking. Where the, the key is against BD Bandits is you need to be able to buy time and late into progression because early on it, it looks crowded it looks crowded short and then they, they you're gonna go over the top but then whether it's Jordan Allard, whether it's Fence uh, Steve Sanders, Steve Sanders, <laughs> Jesus! Sven Stop with your stupid I knew you get to it. Stop with your stupid name. It's not his name. Sven Sanders. Ask him. Uh, okay, can you so message him, please, uh, Eagle. Ask can you Sven. message Sven Sanders? Yeah, he he does it. He calls himself Sven on Facebook. I call myself Peas on Facebook. But before that, he was known Here as Sven too. Sanders. But I know. Hello? I call myself Peas everywhere. <laughs> That's my point. So the thing is, not my article, so weirdly, Rob didn't allow it back in the day. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Paulo, but so. Yeah, basically. No, and so if you if you're patient, what happens is that you realize <laughs> that 
they they can't actually be everywhere. So if you hold on to the ball for like a half second longer than you normally do, a lot of the guys in the flats will eventually be open. But a lot of quarterbacks see that, oh, this is open deep. Chuck it up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Where did Jordan Lord come from? Where did Steve Sander come from? See what I did there? So his name properly. And, and oh, man. It, it's shocking. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's truly – I've seen it just be completely jarring to quarterbacks. Okay, so – in in this context now with these two teams, Niners and and Bandits, they've all like I look at the Bandits defense against the uh, uh, game changer second half. They were locked down. They put a, a, a great wall and they couldn't score. You look at the Niners defense; they have been consistent enough here. Who's more likely to create more turnovers in this football game, Niners or Bandits? Bandits. Really, you can take the Bandits. No, I'm taking Niners. Why, why Niners? Turnovers. Why Bandits, please? I think that the Niners defense has more opportunity because Mark Pierre is going to be trying to make plays, and that's when Niners are going to be opportunistic and get an interception or two. Where on the flip side, I don't think Sharper is going to take risk. There's going to be times where they might be they might be more turnover on Dallas and interceptions yeah. for the Six Niners offense. I don't know Dylan Drake. I don't know that Dylan Drake can contain Mark Belvedere. Oh, he can't contain him. I don't think he's going to be there fast, but he's not going to let him. He's going to keep it in front of him as long as he. As long as he needs to. But I don't think, see, because that's the, the beauty of Mark Belvedere. Is, again, when it works, um, he's able to buy time. And it always seems like he's thrown off his back foot, but it still comes out like a rocket. But if he, right. but if he's trying to buy time that way, and then he, he gets like an ugly sack, like one of those, I'll beat him, I'll pivot, and then I'll, I'll do something. And then you take a nine-yard sack, it gets Maybe. into your head. I don't, I, don't think, I don't see that happening. I don't see Dylan Drake posing a threat at all to... Uh, I think, I think he's going to have at least three, interse- three sacks in that game. All right, 5B. We have Mad Bears winning 39-32 over, over Air Force One. Yep. 4B, sorry. Uh, and LaVerchefall winning 32-13 over the Ghost. Shame. Your LaVerchefall. My Shame. LVF. Yeah. My LVF going to the finals, which I look forward to be calling, by the way. Yeah, you, by the way, we if can they, call you LVF. If, no they, if they win, can we I go can call the team photo? Can I, can I go <laughs> on the team photo with them? Yes. Not yeah. only can you go in the team photo, I will allow you to say on air, oh my God, I love Le Versfall. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we'll do it for sure. Okay, so. You should do are, you, are you broadcasting that game? You should, Dan. I think I am. I, I was listening Is on that he? game. I have to race back from McGill for that. All right, so Mad Bears win. Where am I? No. Am I off yeah. that game? No, I, I took you off so you don't have to race back. Okay, well, I'll still race back for dinner. Where yeah, of course. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> no, 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 you're not going to get a dinner, but I'm saying. <laughs> Where do you have to It's actually, uh, that'll be the play by play debut of one Terry Tam. Oh man, Terry Tam. In this game? Yeah. But I got raised back for oh, right. the is that no, that's not his debut. His debut is division three, no? No. That's no. Uh, Brent Something Bach else and happened. GM. Yeah. <laughs> Something else happened. No, Brent and Simon. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about this game. Wait, Matt happened? Bears being Air Force One. Talk about it later. Uh the Bears continue their streak. The Air Force One ride comes to an end. Uh tough loss, lose by a score. We Oh, I see what you did there. Ride planes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, landing. They've landed. Unexpectedly here. So, uh, Mad Bears win. Were you disappointed or were you sad for AF1 to not make it to the finals? AF1 yeah, gave them everything, man. Honestly, I, th- I thought AF1 was going to win the game. Uh, but the fact that they hung with a team that's more experienced uh, than them in this division is, is an awesome accomplishment. They were playing in, in Division 6D 12 seconds ago. You yeah. know, and so even though they were too good for division, and they almost 16, didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, it took them a second. It took them a six. Uh, was it E two? I don't remember. But it was it was the lower, the lowest possible division. Yeah, we know they were too good for that division at the time. But 
it doesn't matter because we said, okay, well, how are they going to compete now and that they're moving up, whatever. They should, they can, they can go toe to toe with a guy who's experienced in uh, Sebastian Thibault and, and, and a team that's as difficult to play against as, right. as, uh, as Mad Bears. Well, so, funny story about this. It better be funny, we're judging you. Yeah. That's not, okay, fine. It's like a fun fact. Were you physically there for this story? So, if Mad Bears lose their last week of the season, which didn't matter to them, the Dreambreakers, Air Force One doesn't make the playoffs. And now, because of that game where Mad Bear won, they get to play Air Force One in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. if they were, but they, they didn't, they didn't, but in the end, it didn't matter because they won. Yeah. But it didn't matter because they won. But if they were lost. You're right, it's not funny. I said a fun fact. It's not even fun. No. It's just a fact. <laughs> so the Vesh fall. And even then, I mean. You go shut yourself up. The Vesh yeah. fall hammer, the ghost, 32 13. Um, like, the ghosts have had some that, pretty that w- easy peasy runs. So, yes. Well, st- yes, that's the one thing. And they got cronked. So they I have a source in ghosts. Yes. Okay. Um. Are they visible? Start, st- we'll start with that. Yeah. Is his name Francois Martin? No. <laughs> it's about Francois Martin. Go on. And he said. The thing, the thing is, everyone knows Frank. Everyone knows what he's gonna do. Um, and if you're disciplined and you say, you know what, I dare you to march the field, he won't do it. He won't. He just won't. That, yeah, we've been saying that for twelve but, weeks. But and this is the game where it cost him. And especially, he's he's he was new level cocky in this playoffs because he's, he's been amazing in the playoffs he's, he's, he was great all season long yeah. he, he, you know, he's he great in the fall yeah. um, and he had all these tall receivers he could just throw <laughs> throw the ball yeah, the line for sure. uh, so that way as inaccurate as he is it doesn't matter because they're but tall he kept having it's the same thing as in the fall mm-hmm. he has the best roster on the field he has the best receivers on the field the, my receivers are better than your DBs we will win this game because I'm going to put these guys in a situation where they can score for us. Okay. When they played against, I don't remember what the scrappy team they were named, Shawnee Ramviku, Vinny Golano, Terry Tam, Alex Aldowak team in the fall. Free Vinny, no? St- yes. A, a variation yeah. of yes, that. Yes, these yeah. guys. Yeah. When they played them and... Dad, Bod, GNR, yeah. and, and Free these Vinny. guys knew... Free Vinny. Knew that, okay, this is what he's going to do. Let's just take that away and make fun of him. He had like six interceptions. Yeah. Mm. And this is the exact same scenario. Is Vincent Marcet is a monster safety. And I'm, I'm surprised he had only one interception because if he has one, he has three. But then he had two PDs. So you know, but you know, you know what Francois Martin does a lot. Sometimes he, he'll overthrow a lot of passes to not throw interceptions. But like you could also just check <laughs> down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, first down, chuck it deep. All right. I chucked it deep. Put it in a safe spot. Put it in the curtain. Second down, chuck it deep, and like I get it, and it's just like, but like the checkdown's also there, yeah. and and like you have such good athletes that that they can it, can yeah, be plays for you. But it, yeah, it doesn't do that. But on like on so he's facing safeties and like guys are protecting ten yards deeper that are fast enough to cover his guys. So he doesn't yeah. win matchups anymore. Alexis Gomon is not gonna go out for 180 yards because the guy covering him. Are making these 50 50 balls different. Right, to catch. right, right. And when you take that away, it goes 13 for 25. And he only throws two to the shots. Well, well, forget about the whole point of this, the crux of the story. LVF is in the finals, man. They've been on a roll since they proclaimed Mo Khan being the number one fan for LVF. That's amazing. That, 
That's that, amazing. You guys went all in on on Francois Martin, a choke artist quarterback, but do not hail my LVF. Oh, you're right. You're right. I've totally supported Francois Martin you're the what? entire time. There's yeah. not a moment I haven't supported Francois Martin. <laughs> I've decided that instead of getting married to my fiance, I will marry Francois Martin because I support no one like I support Francois Martin. <laughs> are you guys frenemies? What? You guys are frenemies. No, no straight enemies. No, you love him. Yeah. Kind of do. His anyway, beautiful tongue. But I, anyway, <laughs> Zach Kivijay, <laughs> phenomenal game. Okay, Levi Jafal played. So the, the one challenge that they had into this out of these all playoff games was Lonzo Ballers. In my opinion, that was the game, the tricky game for them because the, they match up really well, and it was a tough game. And they they managed they to claw out of that one. They, they play the, well. They, they, the got, they won by two. They play well, and now against Ghosts, Levi Jafal might be the lower seed, but they had the team to beat them, and they they crushed them. Man, I'll tell you one thing. Zach's dad's going to eat you guys up so alive. So now, how's your boy going to do? How's your, your, your He's team? calm. He's relaxed, man. He's ready to go. How's your team going to do against Matt Bears? He's doing great. Uh, look, uh, look, LVF. Like, break it down. I'll break it down to you right now. So, Simon, Simon Thibault. Sebastian. Sebastian Thibault, pardon me. If he can't use his legs mm-hmm. as successfully as he's had in, in, in weeks past, and, and he has. Name I, I a circumstance by which he can't use his legs. He, like, like for example, away, you know when you wake up, when you wake up in the morning and like your, your legs it. are numb. Yeah, let's, let's like, legs. That. Will that happen? Numb legs, maybe. Like where it becomes like Jello or spaghetti. Name another circumstance by which you can't use your legs. Leave paralysis out of it. Though. That's there, no. there's one, but I can't go there. It's just a not okay. Okay, perhaps he got his feet stuck in giant mouse traps. Oh, nice. That's a good one, right? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> or he's in quicksand. Also, quicksand? why? That's another good one. Yeah. Why does LVF doesn't have a team picture? What? You guys don't need to have <laughs> we're gonna, they're gonna home. <laughs> You know what they're going to do? They're gonna, we're going to post a championship photo of them in that. Because uh, they box. had one. But what know. happened? Look, Eagle, if, fix it. If, if LVF can take away the, the run game of the Bears and force Thibault to be. Uh, who? who From LVF? Yeah. I'm talking about the entire defense, though, because they have the speed to keep up with the Mad Bears. Whereas I look at the Mad Bears, they are a, they're a big game, or sorry, big play team here they've had a lot of big plays where in the games i've score kept from the last half of the year into the playoffs Thibault's always come up with a clutch extra point attempt convert or a clutch third down conversion but that's been his thing that's his thing though but that's the thing okay if they you can think, you think matthew mcduff is able to contain sebastian Thibault for 45 minutes he doesn't need to contain him he just needs to minimize what he does the problem is so i agree with you that what matt bears have been really good at is converts and fourth downs is if you have a fourth down, fourth and goal, they tend to score. If you have on converts, oh, the game started, whatever, 7-7, seven, seven, Mad Bears score, 13-7. Yeah, like they go for two, and they get it. So now the pressure is 15-7, and you're the other quarterback. Like, But not even not just fun. in red zone. Like It's third and four, fourth and four, midfield. If Sebastian Thibault decides to run, what are you going to do? Yes, but, they, but you also know that he hasn't ran this game yet, and they've scored five times already, and yeah. he's got zero rushes. You can also throw the ball to anybody. No, no, but the thing is, he's, he is. So I remember when I started in FPF, it was like, you know, can a dual threat quarterback win in FPF, whatever. But at the time, we didn't have this breed of Charles Olivier Levine. We didn't have Sebastian Thibault. The guys who have a rocket, who are accurate, who could throw on the run, who can buy time, yeah. who are smart, who are good play callers, who are accurate, who, who, who can take off and run. Like, we're starting to see these guys sort of come up through the ranks, and and it's it's been impressive. It's also because he's so fast yeah. and quick that there's only a handful of guys who could actually run with them. Like cutting it, cut the angle right and take it away from them requires 
a great amount of speed, which mm-hmm. not a lot of people have. Will this come down to anyone else but name anyone else not named Sean Lafelton who has to win this game for uh, Nick Saddle L- LBF Vincent Moxet. Also, yeah, Nick Saddle too. But I mean, like, it, the, uh, the entire offense runs through Nick Saddle. No, they run no, through Sean Lafelton. Yeah. Which is I I, I get it. I'm, I'm saying too. when it's when they're in trouble, and like. That's that's where exactly Kivaji goes. Yeah, because the the connection between Zach and Nick is has been there for long. And like I've played against them, you can know that it's coming, <laughs> it's and it's it's not easy because like like Nick Sano has this like like let's let's I was gonna say he's a low center of gravity. He's fucking short, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but he's fast. He's also insanely fast, and he's insanely strong. So the the ball is thrown so low, you can't make a play on it. <laughs> but that was his thing. That was why it was a good college football player is mm-hmm. yes he's not tall but he's your sense of awareness is very good he's your, your what's it called what's the name of poor Stop man's like Julian Edelman yeah like where very poor man's Julian yeah. <laughs> not saying he's poor but by comparison <laughs> but, by comparison. but in terms of the physical he yeah, runs he runs this pattern knowing that the guy is going to jump on him but the ball is going back shoulders so he's going to lead you one way box you out and then catch the ball that said I picked off uh, Kiverge because he heard my his footsteps his dad's going to kill you <laughs> You hear my footsteps? His dad's going to kill you. Went off all his hands and pees his chest. Yes, Eagle. Uh, we have a lot of uh, the Verspoil. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right what, what have you been doing? And what have you been doing? Tell, tell the people. LVF. What have you been doing? Uh, what have I actually been Gotta doing? Gotta catch him all. No, actually not. Actually, I'm LVF, not. I was bro. wasting time. Um, KVJ says Mokan for MVP, and then uh, Messier McDuff getting roasted, and then Sean Lafortune says Zachary KVJ MVP. So LVF. I can't wait for that team we'll photo. Put, we'll put that on your gravestone. Yeah. LVF? Yeah. No, we're going to put the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. All right. We'll give. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Gotta uh, catch him. We'll give you our pick. So Zach mentioned me in the comment. We'll, we'll give you our pick in moments from now. All right. Div three. Yes, sir. We have uh, a thriller, which. Uh, e- Eagle, I don't know. I, I feel like he was in like a tennis match. All right. <laughs> It is now Bersky, it is uh, Brotherhood now on offense. Okay, let's, let's start with the blowout. So we'll, we could, we'll just skim, skim through. Okay, skins, hammer, shit. Racked. Yeah. So the bears do uh, bleep in the woods then? Yes. I'm looking yeah. at Peasy. Whatever. Don't answer. There's a bear shit in the woods and... Why bears? We don't because bear oh, skins. Bear skins. Oh, come on, Peasy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's when I see them, I just think of okay, another so thing. Okay, so skins win 36-13. <laughs> they roll through uh, also, shit. Yeah, this game was uninter- unentertaining. 12 PDs? Yeah, who scored kept this Chris game? Chris Dagger uh, probably. Yes, everything was a PD. <laughs> was it Chris Dagger? <laughs> Rookie. Everything was a PD just because. So did did South Harmon uh, use all of its energy in their win over uh, the Alpha Tees? Because it felt like, from the indication that <sighs> this was described to me, that they had no gas whatsoever in this game. Uh, yeah, I. If they actually had twelve PDs, Jake Applebaum played terribly, or the play calling wasn't there, or like shit just didn't show up. I, at the end of the day, they had a bad game. Bearskins were opportunistic, and that's what they've been doing. Like Bearskins, like you could, we could say whatever. We could say they had an easy path, whatever. But at the end of the day, they are in the finals, and yeah. all their games they've won by more than twelve points or more. Right. Peace. Um, Jake Applebaum had to play defense. Jordan Lord was not there. a good thing. Yeah. Jordan Lord not being there caused two two playoff. I uh, lost it. You know, it's not his fault. I I don't know if necessarily Bearskins uh, Bearskins would have lost. No, but like like it, it would have been closer. Man, like yeah, it sure. just it hurt and like 
Neil Edinson knew knew where to go, right? He knew. Well, yes. Let's Jake go. Abbom's not, not like let's he's very good quarterback. He's not. He's not a very good defender. Well, also he's bringing a giant Robocop race. Well, yeah. Also, he can't run. He's yeah. not supposed to run. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure he said he, he thought to himself, "I'll lose this game before I tear my ACL again." And Sasha Papich is a man. Just well, I mean, a man amongst men. Yeah. I mean. When he needs to be is, and he can't be covered. All right, let's get, to, have let's, the let's get to the stake here. So the Brotherhood went 25-24 with Limmer. This was a great game. So Eagle with the uh, Chris Fowler-like uh, tennis uh, broadcasting. So it was weird. I was like, man, this is like a tennis match. Mo, you're welcome to come do games if you're not too busy with other priorities. I'll try. No, no they're not priorities. Or things that aren't playoffs. Eagle, they're not priorities. I'll try my best. They're other things that you rather do, I'll, I'll but try you my shouldn't best. because no one cares about that. I'll try my best, Eagle. Yeah, keep covering best. teams that are, you know, not going to be there next season. I'll try my best. So the Brotherhood went 25-24. Um, I was kept up to date via uh, text from people who were at the game. There was a moment in the game from what people described to me where they thought the Brotherhood was going to implode. They were up 18-12. And my little came back, and it came down to the second-to-last play for the Brotherhood to get this game into overtime here. Was there any sense in your mind, Eagle, since you were there, or if you guys were there as well, that you believed that the Brotherhood was going to lose this game in the last half of that matchup? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Beauchamp Freza looked really good, and Theo looked a little bit shook. Like, he was throwing off his back foot. He was trying to find guys. He kept hitting his fr- favorite targets, like usual and everything, and they are making crazy plays for him. But it... it the Malud made a really good comeback, and the Brotherhood were stalled for a long time. Jamal Gittins on a deep end on the goal line just made a like a, a, a ridiculous catch. It was just the defender was there, had the ball in his chest, and yeah. D- Jamal Gittins came diving in, and it looked like he ripped it from gravity. I hate him so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love him so much. He's such a nice guy, but he's so annoying to play against. The kitten. Do you? So we talked about it last week. If Jamal is not the animal that he is. Do they still win? If you put Quaid instead, it was also like a no. Player. I don't think so. But they, they do different things, and I think well, th- I think Jamal Gittins fits Theo J's offense better. Jamal brings an aspect that Quaid and Khalil cannot bring to this team. But you see, uh, not to not to right? like, not to dis- who else does that play? But not to discard like nobody. I don't think anybody else. Theo does, <laughs> maybe. But that's not his game. That's the thing is not to discard Quaid Johnson's athletic ability because he's a freak himself. There is something about Jamal Gittes that he's just an extraterrestrial out there. That yeah, he's an that, And he makes... No, dude, it, it looked it look like like the planet glitched. No one had a Walkman back yeah. in a CD Walkman and, it, and it, it would skip. That's what went to the universe because he was standing and the next moment he's on the ground with the ball. Yeah, like and I didn't even know how hole. he got there. I thought, okay, I was like, that's a pick. Nope, but that's a touchdown. Like a okay, whatever. <laughs> I know that. Good, good job, Jamal. What the hell with you? You know what? He's like a great white shark that comes out of the water to get its prey He's in insane. the air. Honestly, and, and watching he, him play on this at this level, yeah. because the way Teal uses him, and Teal understands how Jamal needs the ball to be thrown and how to use him and whatever, it's, I haven't seen, even Marco doesn't use him that way. Like, he uses him a little bit differently. But the connection between Theo and Jamal as but Theo is, is a quarterback. Is it, is it Jamal Gittins? I'm not disrespecting Theo as a quarterback. Well, happy birthday, Theo, Jaya. Um, oh, is, it, is, it, is it Jamal masking some of the throws that Theo releases? No, that I, think, I think that, that like, Theo, Jaya doesn't take a lot of chances. But when he does, the chances are to Jamal Gittins. And he's basically throwing to a spot. And Jamal, it's your turn. It's your chance to get. And like Jamal wasn't good at that when he got to the FPF. He was good at you know catching jump balls. He's insanely fast, but he wasn't good at getting pressed off the line get, and and just finding a way to get to that spot. 
and, and, yeah, and get their open. I, I'm sorry, because I just can't stop looking at Eagle. I'm mesmerized by the fact he's licking his fingers with, with sugar on his fingers. You're from disgusting. The Sour yeah. Patch yeah. kid. Well, because he was the weekend will be worse. He was that. I agree with you. Was that way? Them playing with the boys allowed him to you know be really good off the line and learning how to play against. Well, playing coach. against guys of that caliber, right? But playing with the th- with playing with Theo, Theo understands that if he's stuck, Jamal is always open. And being the receiver that Theo is, he understands where he needs to put the ball yeah. for Jamal to get it where the DBs won't. So if I'm the receiver and my quarterback is stuck, where do I want him to throw this ball for me to get it? Is yeah. it the sideline? Is it behind me? Is it over there? And by reading the field the same way these two guys read the field together, they know where this ball needs yeah, to go. Absolutely. All right, so the final, we have the scans against the Brotherhood. Uh, we got... The Duke was so Blue Devils again, of the Bearskins against so the Bearskins, Rebels of the Brotherhood. Bearskins stuck around to watch this game. Oh, I saw the highlights. And there was so much tripping. But um, then, was, was it like joking or was it more like... Vinny Galano just kept talking you? trash the entire time to Brotherhood. They didn't even, they didn't even t- think for a second that Malud could win this game. They were just talking trash to the Brotherhood. So, so now that... Considering who's on the brother, considering like knowing we we all everybody here knows Khalil Kwesi, Tio, Jamal at this point. We know their personalities. And Benji Benji O'Hayan too. By Vinny Milano being such a dick on the sideline pisses them off. Do you really want to play against a pissed off brotherhood? Theo's gonna wanna rip his Yeah, do you really want to find out? I like I don't want to do that to myself. No. They'll do it anyway though. They will. Yes, but they you're just Adding fuel Sorry, to Benji O'Hanes is not on this team. You're making it worse. I was thinking, I was thinking yeah, of uh, the Ronson. next game. Yeah, you're making it all worse for yourself. Don't, don't give them an extra opportunity to rub it in. So he's got a better supporting cast. Skins or the uh, Bearskin has a better supporting cast. I don't. I think so. I think it's sort of like top end versus depth. There's no two better players in Division Three than Theogia and. Um, and Jamal Kittens. I mean, and then Khalil Kurt and Kwesi Gordon Ball are also nice complimentary pieces. You don't need to put the one. You don't need to put division three there. You could just say I know, but, just, but like to emphasize my point, like yeah, that tandem, their top end division one players playing division three, and guys in Khalil Kurt and Kwesi Gordon Ball who are going to be there in a second, basically they're also division one players. Yeah, I know, but like they're like they're, they're getting to the point where they're they're, they're becoming sort of the known in division mm-hmm. one, or whatever. So there's that, but. Bearskins don't have a weak spot on the team. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're good across the board. Yeah, it's Sean Avram. Other than Sean Avram, they don't have a weak spot on the entire <laughs> team. They, they, they're just good across the board. Everything they do fits with uh, Neil Ensign. Neil Ensign doesn't have to do it all himself. It's not all on him to make plays. Um, th- it's just a depth on this team that's, uh, that's truly impressive. It's a well-built roster for the division. Whereas, like, the Majids do these tricks to fit in the top end talent. <laughs> the <laughs> they're smart guys, skins, man. No, they are. But but they, they what they did is let's find a way. What well, they're all also they're all friends. First of all, first yeah. and foremost, the coolest thing about brotherhood is there's actually a group of friends yeah, having they the are brotherhood. from the Brotherhood yeah. area. The the other th- the other side of that though is the t- way the team is built. It's like okay, now our friends happen to be insanely talented. How can we build a team and still fit them in to this division? The other side is how Bearskins is, is ingeniously built. Is well, we're gonna we're gonna build this team where th- everything is strong. There's nothing you can pick on anywhere, and th- we're gonna be able to compete that way. So it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's 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 an interesting difference of philosophy, and I think for a finals matchup, it's about as good as you can get from a team builder's bigger, perspective. Bigger influence in this game, Ryan Edson or the Madrid brothers? The Madrid brothers. Well, the Ryan Edson touches the ball every play. 
But I'm saying that in terms of production value. Yeah, but like Ryan's going to bring in a steady three to four, like two to f- two to four catches for less than forty yards, and I don't see him scoring. Whereas we expect, like you said, Jamal Quazi and Khalil to have a huge production. But this is one of those games where either the Midgey brothers could come in with a third down, like a first I, down on third I, down. I, honestly, the clutch they, play for them that yeah. really. They played the well. Team. They played well for for for. Uh, They've come up with big plays, and and but that's what they have to do. Yeah, I I, one of I, I was watching two games at once. I want to say, um, I want to say that Ahmed scored in overtime, but I don't remember. We'll say he did because again, it was two games going at once. Uh, but either way, like, so if you took take side and Ahmed's, com- uh, they, they combined for five catches in the game. That that's steady production. It's when when Theo needs to check down, there's gonna be times where he needs to check down and. Theo Jaya is one of the most disciplined quarterbacks I've seen. Who's not a natural quarterback yeah. I've seen in FPF, and it's um, it's a credit because a lot of guys who are that athletic you imagine are very impatient, but he's become such a um, just crafty, intelligent player where he he knows how to use all of his pieces, and and he he's gonna wait and wait and wait and wait, and if he needs to check down, he'll check down, no problem. All he'll right. take it if if you the give it to him, he'll take it. The problem is if push comes to shove. In this game, right? both things mean the same thing. So I always hear yes. the expression: "When did push come to shove become an expression?" Look at that for us. Take your time, Eagle. So, so, so the match. Are you taking down uh, markers, time markers? Yeah. Smart. Hey, by the way, I need post-its, please, for the weekend. Thank you. Um, it's called the store. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so go go to the store and produce some Mokan, <laughs> some post-its. He's on air talent. We still don't know if he's actually going to be there on Saturday because he hasn't point. confirmed his schedule yet. Bring, bring, bring the post on Sunday. We confirmed the schedule. We I did told not. Peasy. We yeah. did not. We did confirm the schedule. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, I told him what was going You're on. You're like, I don't know, guys. I might have Canadians or Impact or LOS. I spoke or, to PZ already about this. I can't wait to watch the Canadians game. We don't care. All right. Uh, before we get to Div 2 here, last point on, on this yeah. Div 3 game. We, we expect, I expect Sasha Popich to, to cover Jamalkins. Because nobody else on this team that's can. Good, 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 good nobody else on this team can. Yeah. So, it's it leaves guys that are not as fast to cover Kwesi and Khalil. Right. And I don't think Kevin Libman, as good as he is, can rush TOJ efficiently. No, no way, no way. That's gonna happen. So is TOJ gonna run for 100 yards? No. No. Can he though? The phrase yes. came out in the late 1800s. Because we don't know why. <laughs> Okay, uh, on to the next game. Produce uh, an answer. Two. On to the next game now, and that is the uh, Div 2 Finals. And we have our winners in this matchup. Braves winning uh, 42-30 42 tw- over Terror Squad, and you can't sit with us winning 41-38 over Controversy. It was, was a great game. Two, it was two games. One yes. was atrocious. Which was the Braves 2.0. Yeah. yeah, it was... It was it, if, if I had to show someone, hey, this is FPF, you should totally play FPF, <laughs> they would have ripped their eyelids off because Mokan hates eyelids. I do. And vomited and left the facility. <laughs> the reason they tear their eyelids off is so they they uh, can leave the facility and and can spend the rest of their time looking at other things that weren't this game. Were Braves really pissed that they lost in the one, so they took it out in third squad? It, honestly, it looked like they were out for something. Um, like they they were pissed off they lost the game. So let's. I mean, there was. <laughs> let's feel better about it now. <laughs> Who's who's is the gin- a, who's the ginger? Is it Guillaume Ranger? Yeah, yeah, Guillaume Ranger. That's it. He's so good, man. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Um, but like, he was like celebrating big time after scoring a touchdown, um, and like late in the game, 
And it kind yeah, of became like a little bit of an issue. Like yeah, the, guy, the guys from Terrace Car was like, "Guy, what are you doing?" Like, he, but he's that way. Like, yeah. So if you look at this team from top to bottom, the Braves needed a guy that was in a cap hit the same way like JD and Joel Lemire is to sort of compensate for their high cap. They needed mm. an extra piece, and Guillaume Rangé came in as an eighty eighty. And is potentially their second best receiver. Yeah, you see, I think for Terra Squad they had their one shining moment against No Regard. Like Tam played a phenomenal game. What's but interesting though, it's also not Tam. There was, there was a couple throws at Tam Villa. Yeah, but there, it can, so there was a couple throws where the lack of arm strength for Tam Villa death was evident. That's been there since. Yeah, but you know, like sixteen. So. so in a couple of in a couple of situations where he kind of felt pressed, he he kind of put the like he took chances that weren't necessary, and the Braves picked him off. And it w- there were balls where they were just they were they were th- they were in the air too long, and the Braves were just they were just too quick, They're just too yeah, quick. Yeah, for sure. Like, like it wasn't it was the right read. The ball just couldn't get to the spot. And the thing was, is like, man, it, it wasn't a spot. It was both times they were in their own end, and, and I want to say both were third downs or second down and third down, and both times I was like, man, you really didn't need to to, to throw that ball. You didn't yeah. need to. You didn't need to take the shot there. But if you take if you take this same game mm-hmm. and you put it outside, which is Terra Squad used to be like a, ta- a touch team first. If you give him more space for the guys to run and the windows are not as tight, mm-hmm. like those interceptions are not interceptions. But Pat Drum, very yeah. quiet day, four catches for three feet. He got an interception. His interception was amazing. He juked everyone seventy times. <laughs> there was just there was just Braves too. And th- and the thing is like so it was right after like that trippiness with Guillermo yeah, yeah. Patrick picks up a ball and he's laughing as guys are falling <laughs> around him. And then like the guys should raise to get up like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, it, it is funny. Like because Patrick was such a big guy, you don't expect him to be as shifty and quick as he is. But man, he was making dudes look bad. Yeah. And the interception was all the way in their own end zone, and he ran it past midfield, yeah. taking guys left, right, Let's and go center. Pat. So controversy loses uh, forty-one thirty-eight to you can't sit with us. They had a halftime lead this, of twenty-five twenty-one. It was this was a uh, an exhibition of quarterback play. Like if you want to learn how to play quarterback, this was a heavyweight fight. Uh, Alex Holowak and. Um, and Dallas Zara were incredible. It, it, they were they were near. I don't. I know they weren't perfect. They were basically perfect. Um, the, the the, cre- this is a sort of game that's never gonna happen in the finals where two teams put up. Like this is a, this is a very semi-finals game where both quarterbacks go off at crazy games because they, they feel like there's no tomorrow. They're just gonna put up numbers. Dallas Whereas in the finals, there is a tomorrow. Well, the yes. problem is the finals. There's two Sunday. days. Saturday, Sunday, Abrasard, a tradition like no other. Division two. <laughs> the problem when you we follow Masters coverage. No, we, do we? we oh. should. Div two final, yes. Well, basically, you know where to find me every time. There's no <laughs> I'm yeah. not on in a the non-broadcast calling where P's going to be down on the field at the bar. The side the sideline reporter. Yeah. yeah, that's me. I was just saying. Anyways, it was. It, it feels like every time we watch the finals, there's. The guys are trying so much to put up, you know, make, call the right play, make it, make it work. Can be picture perfect. With yeah. Whereas in the semifinals, it just feels like let's do our thing and let's just sling the ball and make it work. And we have two quarterbacks that are probably the two best quarterbacks in the division, too. Right. And they put on an absolute show. A which gun show. Made it for one of the best games of the weekend and probably one of the best games in the playoffs altogether. There was uh, a couple of things. So. The ball was thrown. It was deflected by seemingly everyone. 
And then Terry Time just continued his route and it landed in his chest. <laughs> and then it was just, you know, smart, very smart and very concentrated play by Terry Time. Uh, but so then there was three plays left. Or was it two, was it two plays left? There was two plays left, right? Two plays left. Well, so the yeah, so the first play, um, AJ AJ Gomes was lined up against um, Justin McLean, mm-hmm. and it was essentially like a sideline comeback mm-hmm. at like 15 yards. But Justin McLean was literally standing at like 17 yards. So like all and and Dan Lazaro actually kind of threw it like a hair late because he expected like there's not a depth for that route. Get Justin McLean to turn his hips. Yeah, and then the ball's coming. The ball's gonna be at the sideline, um, and I, like so, I had, I had the perfect vantage point because I was standing at midfield where the play happened. <laughs> so, but then le- I was talking to Dallas after the game about that play, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like, I, I expected AG. He's like, I was actually surprised he cut it early, and that was the thing where it's like, you're you're running the route, you're like, this is so deep. I, Dan's gonna be in trouble. I gotta make a play, yeah. but then." By doing that, it allowed Justin McLean to get to the ball. Of course, I believe. Sorry, please. This is the second week, and you know, the second time last week that McLean's picked off Lazar in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He did it with the D Boys game against um, a Waste Ute. So perhaps McLean just knows Lazar's. Well, playbook. he picked him off on the last play of the game. Well, that was zone. that was in the picked off. It was like a PD. That was a basically. It was, he played it the exact way. It's like if it's going to be an in. I'll be here to, to bump it. If it's going to be a hook, if it's going to be a, a, a curl comeback, I'll be there. I'll be there on the spot to jump it. Right. If it, if he's going to go behind me, then Dallas is going to have to throw over me. It was it was the smartest way to, to apply that coverage. That, that's one of the things I've noticed in higher divisions is if you have, a, let's say, third and 17, mm-hmm. that's what DBs are going to do. They're going to sit at 17 and say, I don't care if you catch the ball for five yards. There's like five of us. You're not going to run past us. Yeah. So we'll give you five to seven yards. Because four ten ten is no gimme anyways. Or in this case, there's only three plays left. We'll give Two. you five seven yards. I don't yeah. care. Where in this so in this case, Justin McLean knows if it's a comeback at fifteen, I'm at fifteen. Well, that's why. But if the you thing go is, in, I'm at if fifteen. You, if you get if you go up to seventeen nineteen and then come back, you know what I mean? Like that's that's how that. that but also, that route. That it's such a long route. Yeah, like you said, like yeah. AJ is running and he's thinking, and in his head, it's like and point, with his, he's running back. with his back to the quarterback, thinking, "Oh my God, he's in trouble! He's in trouble! He's in trouble! He's in trouble! He's in trouble!" You know what I mean? Or he's counting like three seconds ish before the rusher gets there, and that he realizes I have to cut now. Yeah, I have to come back because he has to throw his ball. Yeah. So, but if Justin McLean lines up closer at five yards, then they probably convert that play, right? But if so, if in a situation where they have six or seven plays to drive the field, they probably get this because there's only two or three plays left, and the way they line up because of this, there's only two or three plays left. This is what happens. Yeah, and then the uh, last play was a. Uh Hail Mary. Hail Mary to, to AJ Gomes. Again, just McLean there. The controversy, we're not happy with the call. Honestly, I was there. I had a good vantage point. Eagle had a good vantage point. We saw it on film. There's some hand fighting. I, I think it was a good no call by the refs. And honestly, to me, it didn't even matter because this was just one of the, the best games I've seen play. All right. On to the finals now. You can't sit with us. Brace 2.0. Uh, this will be a quarterback duel. Again. Who uh, Joe Mayo against uh, yeah, Alex Holowak? You just had one with Dan Zara. Yes, uh, this, this is like Mortal Kombat going up the ladder. Um, who's yeah, more Ryan Kastner week before? Ryan yeah. Kastner before. Yeah. And just Alex saying, Zara. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of bad quarterbacks. Too. I, I, I <laughs> mean, we don't want to be a dick, but sorry, Ryan. <laughs> not many drop off. Not too much of drop off. So, who's more likely to throw multiple ints in this football Neither. game? Neither. Neither. There's going to be one interception combined total. 
Combined total? Combined total. Combined and total, even though they mean the same thing. Same thing. Combined or total? Both. I think I think Because it's division two, baby. I think there's going to be two interceptions, but the second one's going to be the same way Dan Zara was. Just last play of the game, chuck it up, and hope it works. Mm. Right? Like if there's one play left and you're down by three, you're not going to just go over, like roll over and good night, you guys won. You're going to put it up and hope it works. So there's going to be a second one, but it won't matter. But you look at you look across the board, you can't sit with us. They have all this uber talent they, at their disposal. Could they, pardon me, could they be the ones that shoot themselves in the foot to allow Brace 2.0 to win this fo- football game? What do you mean? Like they they drop balls, uh, this sloppy missed tackles. They have all this talent, guys who have specific roles who play it so well. Could that be a case where they get sloppy and they allow Braves 2.0 off their mistakes? I think they know that Braves 2.0 is just as talented as they are. Who's the person in your mind that drops balls for you can sit with us? Terry. <laughs> Ayo, Obviously God. Terry, but I Terry. But like this thing is like that's not that's not really what they Vince? do. Vince Nardone. No. no I, Listen, I love making fun of Vince more than the average person. <laughs> but uh, Miard? Uh, no. Chris, what's wrong with you? He had a drop ball. Actually, no, sorry. I beg your pardon. That was him throwing for uh No, honestly, five. you can sit with us. Uh, I don't think – their offense isn't the, sh- the issue. I just don't know if they'll be able to stop Braves 2.0. Yeah. Ever. On defense. But uh, Yeah, ever. But so they already played that game. <laughs> they almost stopped on Dallasara, but – like it, 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 but, but I think it, no. The, the only stop that they had, there wasn't a stop. Is we only gave you two plays and you can't. Win well, no, they intercepted. Plays. They intercepted. The, the was that. that was the interception. No, there was no interception on that play. They, no, Justin McLean jumped and knocked it down, and then there was a hail mary. The hail mary it was not intercepted. Oh, it was intercepted. Yeah, yeah. my mistake. That was yeah, the was, only interception true, in the yes, game. Yes. That was the only yeah, stop. That was and it was you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. And if you give Dan six plays, the, the ending might be different. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So, so it's because he only had two. It wasn't really so. I think it's going to be a similar situation where I don't think they're going to be able to stop Dromeyer, and it's going to come down to how many plays are you giving the other team before half or before the end, either quarterback. So who's a better snapper, Mike Piercean or Terry Tam? This oh, snapping. This is just snapping. Mike Piercean, stop. I'm asking to run routes. Um, like, ask the, like, just, just a snap. Just put the even. ball through your legs, sort yeah. of thing. Just snap. About even. It comes quick. It comes accurately. Okay, so who, Terry's who, pretty good at that. Who will be able to dictate this game then? Will it be Mike, Mike or Terry in the route running department? Mike Pearson. Because he doesn't have routes. As Terry <laughs> said. He just, he, Joe Mayer is just like, yeah, just find a spot. Be well, open. he calls four, and then Mike just turns around. I uh, There was a ball. Oh, and, oh my God. This was this was a beauty. Against Terry's squad, Mike Pearson was running like a five-yard out. So, But the defender was sort of um, standing in a spot, but... About to break. So Jean-Mier threw it like behind Mike Piercin. And Mike Piercin was able to stop, put both hands up and catch the ball. It was just it was it was one of the it was just a beautiful throw combined with like how does Mike Piercin stop full speed, come back to the ball, catch and go upfield. God given ability. Yeah, Jesus. He's really good, man. Uh, yeah, I think either team nobody's gonna stop each other. But the pro- the real problem is I think that with only two or three plays, Brave Supano is gonna stop against it with us. Flip the script with three plays. Joe Mayer scores. First but but I don't know because uh, honestly, uh, Alex Holowak is is very good at a ensuring that he's going to run a ton of plays in the game and b his understanding and clock management is is that, but that's the what best part that, of the game. Is that's game. what he needs to do. Is yeah. he, he cannot allow himself to have only two plays before the half. He won't, and he cannot allow the other team to get more than like three plays. If you're scoring too quickly and you give the other team five plays before the half, you shoot yourself in the foot. First one of forty-five wins. Yeah. Yes. No, final possession wins. 
And it'll be the 45th point. <laughs> yes, to win the football. <laughs> so, game. yes. Unless it's 44. Nope. Yeah, 45 points. All right, on to the Div 1 final. Uh, hey, crazy, crazy scenario here. D-Boys upend the Braves, 39-30. That's a shocker. Fly more sack, beat yeah. the finest, 54-53. Well, but like, so the thing, we, it's a semi-shocker. Because I actually thought the, the look, we've seen how good the Braves have been. But D-Boys, so we always make this mistake that, of thinking that they think the regular season counts. <laughs> <laughs> but did, did it hurt that the Braves have this long layoff? No. Even it, though yeah, no, they, it hurt to play a good team in D boys who are now healthy. Also, they haven't played like a month. Okay, but they've been playing as Braves 2.0. Not, all not of them. everyone was. Like, okay, how many? Ask Six the of them? No, like four. Yeah. Okay. Out of nine, they could. So like half, basically. Yeah, it's so not literally the same. like half. Stop! It's not the same. But it, you, yes, it it has to hurt. So, so boys what you're saying is when they came in in week one and were amazing, w- w- did the long layoff of uh, yeah, the fall ev- season hurt? But everybody was on a long layoff. Now, D-Boys just came off that's a very good thing. emotional win. They had, a, they had a layoff of a week. It's not like they played the next that's day. That's not no, a layoff. That's a rest. The, the Braves... It's the not a rest. Yes. The rest is like a day. No. The Braves played on April 6th. Their last home game was March 9th. Mm-hmm. A month? <laughs> that's, uh, that's 27 days piece. That's a month okay. off, man. It's, it's I mean, long. I guess, but like... But I, don't know. I think off, I think man. that's overstated, guys. Like, no, I think these are guys who they, how, and how many millions of games have they played in their lives? Like it doesn't matter. It's well, I don't it, think it's they play millions of games. Millions? How many millions? How about Zero is how the many answer. Hundreds have they played? How many hundreds of games? Zero. Zero, Zero I, hundreds? Really? I don't. Dumb. I, I don't think. I'm not saying the outcome would have been different. I don't think that. But he's trying to a bus saw on the D boys. That's what it was. I just. I, I think D boys played a perfect game. That's what I'm saying. A bus saw. I don't. I think it might have been a little bit different. I don't. Maybe he wouldn't have thrown through interceptions, or maybe they would have put up more points early. But D boys are on a s- special streak at the moment, thinking this is their last season. We have a shot at winning. Hold on, the championship before Simone goes on this bull statement, this being the last season, because you're you're wrong by Zach Zorin. Are you confirming <laughs> that this is the last season for D boys? It's it's the. It's the emotional around the team. It looks, seems, feels like the last season. So, so you're, you're, you're no based off an observation, but zero not work put in no, no, by yeah. Simon. No, there, are, there yeah. is there is info, but I'm not I'm not. At so it's more of an observation. So then, is it is it is it something you know? Yes. There we go. So say that. That's so what, what, I what I observed. I, yeah. I saw them. Uh, Matt Kerouac uh, looked like uh, he was, crying he was, on the he was yes. crying and, and he was yes. never going to be the same. <laughs> and, uh, no, and this is it for him. This is his last go around here. The last couple of rounds. Like, it's like Dwayne Wade. Right. He tried to jump on the table, fell yeah, down. That was great. That's small dash thing doing that, you know, that jumping on the bench and falling down. Jumping on the bench. Why would I do that? Anyway, uh, so you, you the, this, so you confirm that this is D-Boy's last ever game on Sunday. At First reported on Call the Audible. Yeah. According to Simon Dashney's sources. <laughs> Which well, are always I'll tell right. you this. I'll tell you this much. Now playing spring, and they won't play fall. So if they come back, it's next winter. Maybe if they win, they'll have the, like, the motivation to come back, say, listen, we can g- give this another shot. But there's no spring season this season. Okay. All right, so Flagmo Sack, uh, perhaps this is the end of the finest. Is that uh, going hey. to your sources? They win 54-53. Listen, my sources was Kevin saying Flagmo Sack is the easiest team in the one to beat. Well, we knew that, though. That's what, that's what we all knew that Kevin Wyatt was. was yeah, because you were there when he said it next he to me. He told me months ago. Anyone mentioned this on air. We can say it now. So Flagmo Sack win 54-53 of the finest. Um, I'm not game. surprised that Flagmo Sack game. won. I'm not. Well, because of the score, I'm not. But 54-53 is a lot of points. But that, that's indicative of the finest defense, not... No defense. No defense. But also, uh, Flagmo Sack also didn't have a defense. Yeah, Flagmo Sack purposefully... 
They did like they regard def- defense with they do complete disdain. Guys, just score so we get the ball back. Yeah, their, their defense is. If that's not even, they don't even think that <laughs> much about it. That's <laughs> no. too much thought for what, for like what they do. No, their score, defense guys. is either we pick you off or you score. Yeah. There is no there is no tackling. Yeah, but it's like the defense is like, it's just like look if we happen to intercept the ball, that's okay. <laughs> but basically, we just want to score, pick or touchdown. Yeah, no in between. Yeah. So, Flying Sack wins fifty four fifty three. They go to their first ever Div one final. Yeah. We we all thought this was a, a very suitable team to make it to the finals, and here they are. It's the best. It's the best flag one of the side roster they've ever had. Well, top to bottom. Yeah, it's kind of like a passage of, of, of ships. The finals going well, the, the wrong direction, and the flag one side going the right direction. Th- this flag one side team could be better, but guys don't show up. Yeah, but so there were times. That's always played them, but this is the best group of guys who's been consistently assembled. Yeah, yeah. The, the best group of flag one sack to be playoff eligible. Yes, because there were times in the season where they had a better team, but the guys only have three games. Like, there's, there's no risk. Re- you can't replace a guy like Mick Davidson. You, you just can't. He's mm-hmm. the best receiver you on this Mick team. Mick Davidson? Yeah, he's Mikhail Irish. Mish. Okay, uh, I, I mean, like he, he might be Irish. <laughs> <laughs> like Mikel Davidson. Yeah. You can you look at Davidson's an Irish? That's name? very Frenchy. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so there's no Irish people here that were assimilated in the early 1900s. Study your history. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Just yeah, Seagull. So it's uh, Scottish or Northern English and also has a Jewish background to it. Oh, so really? So Scottish. he could have been of a Hebrew okay. descent. So it's, it's more Mac Davidson than Mac Davidson. <laughs> <Mac. laughs> so it, at the end of the day, it comes down to they, they could have had somewhat, but they never did. And this, the, se- the team that they have for this playoff season is the best line more sack. Mm-hmm. But it's all offense. Okay, so Defense I asked you matter. this question, Perfect. Then, gentlemen. Amazing. So, so Simo is claiming that uh, D boys are done. Are the finest now officially last off on the train? Right? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think they're gonna make. I think the finest are gonna fire their coach, replace their GM, and come back. But but the thing is, it's been a flawed team of defensive. Yeah, because they need to get younger and faster, right? Yes. They need to drop a few pieces and change a few things. But the finals don't drop pieces. No. Uh, are they going to be courageous enough to do that? Don't say, listen. Well, but so like their core guys, they, all, they won't do. No, no, they won't drop their core guys because they want to play with their friends. But, but they might say, you play one way now. But is that core is that core uh, is that that core core group still effective? Yes. They lost by a point. <laughs> when they scored 53 points. Yeah, they, they scored 53 <laughs> points. 54, though. Yes, had their, a, def- had a rush okay, their defense yards, is right? crap. But their offense is amazing. Like just honestly, he, he I'm so run, jealous no, no. of Alex Nadeau-Pews because like, I've lost weight and I'm slower. <laughs> <laughs> he no, ran for 40 yards. How could he be that fast? You keep, yeah, he had a 40-yard touchdown. That's running. crazy. <laughs> the, the dude <laughs> is, is powered by beer. I swear to God. <laughs> like Miller Lights. No, there's no light. No, there's no light. It's just Mo, no who just paints them all. Just smash them over and over and over. Who would you say is the finest's worst defender who's on the field on defense now? Who's in now? We got. We uh, want shots, hot takes. Oh, Frank. Uh, Frank Hogue is not a different one. Right? So the rusher. So would you rather have the finest with Hogue as rusher or the finest with Mokan as rusher? I don't want Mokan right now. No, but, I, but yeah. you, you, went from, you went from Chris Miard. <laughs> this is why he's bitter because he'd still be pick, uh, Hogue would still be picked over him. Yeah. No, but you went from Chris Miard. Obviously, him it's funny that he went Russia, though. It is funny. Yeah. It is funny. It's no, very indicative. Yeah, but he, he even Alex Holick will tell you that he he's not adequate enough to play that. Level. I just think you're butthurt. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm angry. Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You look like uh, Kareem Benet. I don't know if he has the range to play the safety position. Anymore? 
safety position. He was playing no, safety. Yeah, he doesn't backs. belong as a safety. I don't know if he has that range anymore. They no. got to figure it out. Maybe put him inside and have him play a, a zone. I'm not sure, but there, there's guys that unfortunately just don't have the same athletic prowess that they once had four or five, six but years I think ago. Kareem is a good example of a guy that should be playing one way. He's a great receiver. He's going to be a, a great snapper. Yeah, for he's sure. a great piece for Kevin to use. And this team could still be as good. But I agree with you on defense. He's not as good as the defender he's used to be. No, Preview! Yes, let's go down to Flagmore Sack D-Boys. All right. Happy. Was that, is that a smooth transition for you? Well, we're going to go right now anyway. So uh, Flagmore <laughs> oh, Sack D-Boys, uh, are we buying the momentum of D-Boys? I, yes. I don't think it's momentum. I just think they're talented. They're very talented. Yeah, but and they're healthy them. now, which they haven't been. And again... We we've been every time we're surprised that they go on a late season run and we're surprised when they do on the playoffs. It's just they don't give a shit about the season. But also, yes. they, they know two teams won't make the playoffs. And they know they know they won't be one of the two teams. But they're also like everything's clicking. Their offense is really playing really, because, really well because they're healthy. Yes, but it also there's yes, but there's also okay. So you're saying that there's been times in their previous history where they've made it to the finals and haven't been clicking. Yes, they've really? had games and. The, They've had games in the DFA in the Springs where they're off. Their defense carried them. Okay. This is not so far this season. This mm-hmm. has not been the case against Waste Two. Their defense played really well, but their offense was unstoppable. Against Braves, Marco could not be stopped. Okay, so can this D Boys defense stop Alexander Pugh and what he does in offense? They will stop him. There's gonna be so many touchdowns in the game. They will stop him twice. But if he gets 10 possessions, who cares? But will it, though? Because will Marco Masiotro slow down the game, you think? Because I've seen him I, do that. I I've seen him literally just I think he bring will, it to a halt. He will want to, under knowing that Alexander Pius, if you give him 10 possessions, he will score. He's going to put up 30, 350 yards, which is dumb. The problem is... And 40 yards rushing on one. The problem attempt. is, at some point, where you're, there's four players left in the game from your, 40, from your own 10, mm-hmm. you have to score. You can't decide to say, we'll take three plays and give them one. You have to score whenever you can. So if you give him back two plays, Alexander Pugh will score back. FYI, uh, the two games they played, the total difference of points was nine. And they split the season series 1-1. One, one. So I, I think this will be That's a one-possession game. And I yep. think it might come down to the last five plays for whichever team wins on Sunday. Will this be a better finals? Yeah, I think so because it's a new storyline. It's a fresh storyline. No, the only time the one is interesting is when the finals lose. You you remember that That's final one round early now. You yeah. remember that finals we did on Brossard Field one spring season Wyatt against Braves against D Boys. No, uh, sorry, Finals against D Boys where both quarterbacks were like five interceptions combined. Oh funny. yeah, that was and an it was in the first game. five drives. Yeah, like that was first, an like, amazing drives, game. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna be a better game than that? Yeah. You think this is gonna be like the best Div one game? Not we've best ever, ever had? but I think it'll be it'll be epic proportions. So I think of. I think we we um, we only recent memory. Well, we only rem- remember that game because the finest won that game. The, the, the interception-filled game. Yeah, Marco had left in a huff and a puff, man. Oh, he was not happy about that. Game. Both teams were not that. No, they were not happy. It was like they didn't want the trophy. <laughs> no, screw that. No, we want the trophy. Like, I don't actually don't think it was one of the best finals. I just think that, that was a slop. we were all so happy that D-Boys won a championship. You know what I mean? Like, everyone. Like, I know we're not supposed to be biased. We were happy just because, hey, it's you know what? They're, they're the, they've been the second-best team forever. Like, awesome. Yeah. They got there, you know? It's a fresh storyline, but I look at this Flagmore Sack team, and, and they have a lot of good athletes on this roster that can be problems for this D-Boys defense. Well, how many guys from D-Boys will show up, though? That's the question. They're able to to do s- certain things, run certain routes, and catch certain throws 
that you don't see in FPF often. How often do you see a seam at 15 yards that comes in, that the quarterback throws, as soon as he touches the ball, throws a 15-yard seam, the receiver's running, yeah. he barely turns his shoulder, and the ball zips in his hands. You see it in movies or playing tackle football at a very high level, but you don't see an FPF because mm-hmm. it's too risky. Flymore Sack does it 10 times in a game. All right. Does Marco Masiotra have one more game in his shoulder to really bomb away? Yes. Yeah. Just take a, take a bunch of painkillers. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you should, but yeah, do it. Consider it. <laughs> All right. It is now time for... The games of the finals. Okay. <laughs> nice. That was terrible. Go back to licking your fingers again. Um, so just to remind everyone We have games on both Saturday and Sunday The order is pure random Decided by a lottery And by that I mean Rob picked them (laughs) So we're going to start We're going to do this in the order of the games And please if you can Can you also bring up the broadcasters I'm doing it I'm doing it I'm doing it um, so we're going chronological order then. We're going to yeah. go Saturday from. We're going to go Saturday yeah. and then Sunday. And just yeah. a reminder for people if you want to go ahead and uh, join us in person, so we'll be at Brossard. We'll be on the furthermost field. Field furthermost. Furthermost, yeah. Field three. Pronounce that properly. Field three. Where there's um, football playing. Avoid the karate and the hockey tournament on Saturday. That's going to be annoying. Uh, but come sit with us. Pease is going to buy you a pitcher. Karate. Uh, if you show up. I will not. Karate. Okay, you can buy Pease a pitcher. Yes. Yes. Watch out for Rafa Uh If not, we should Kubra have Kai. the stream up and running on the Kubra official Facebook page. Um, it's always hit or miss depending on how the internet is. So um, your best chance is to come watch the game live. But we are going to try and make sure we have the stream up and going. Is there a chance we sweep the leg of the internet? That is true. <laughs> so we're going to start off with Division 6 at 3 o'clock on Saturday. This is hold D2, on, the on. Mighty Ducks okay, versus go, yeah. B-Ballers. The uh, dulcet tones of Peas on play-by-play and Terry Tam on color commentary. Give the Ducks. Game B-Ballers. They were the better team all season. They will be the better team on Saturday. Give me B-Ballers. But it'll be a close game. It'll be fun. All right. 4-10, we have Division 4A, the 69ers versus BD Bandits. And calling that game is Mokan on play-by-play and GM Kalecho S on color. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite games of the four ever. Read my article for my pick. Double Bandits for me. Go Niners. Nice. Well, we know, we know really? who, who Simo took. Simo is taking nothing. <laughs> I don't pick. Sorry, guys. All, All right. right. We up. have at 520, Division 3, Bearskins versus the Brotherhood. This is a great game. Who's on broadcast? Uh, Brent Bodkin is doing the play-by-play, and Simon Dagenet is doing the color. All right. Uh, give me the that game. is funny, though, to, to phrase it that way, that Simon is the color between Brent and Simon. Yes. yes. Give me the Brotherhood. Yes, Brotherhood. Yes, Brotherhood. 6.30, Division 5A, Spartans versus Tents and Hammocks. I'll be long gone by uh, then. GM is uh, the Spartan who will be on play-by-play, and Corey Wawalski is on color commentary. You know what I got. Who do you got? T and H. Tents and Hammocks. Give me Tents and Hammocks. It uh, starts with Spartans and ends with F-U-M-O. Okay. <laughs> 7.40, Division 6D. Hurricane season versus potatoes. It's all about the season. Hurricanes. Um, What's on broadcast piece? It's a broadcast this piece and Simon. Oh hey! Look at that. Um, I would like I would like to say read my article uh, for the pick, but I don't know if I'll have time to write the article because this is the worst week. Every Lazy. Season. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, 
Eagle, who's the, who's the game? <laughs> hurricane season. Ooh, hurricane yeah. season. Go with hurricane season. Yes, I'm going with championship season. Well, uh, hurricane season. Poor potatoes. Uh, and then what? our potatoes. And then our last game on Saturday at 8:50, hopefully, Division Four B, uh, Livers Fall versus Mad Bears. LBF, bro. Terry Tam and Jim Clusterus on uh, the All Greek broadcast. It will be broadcast in the, the Hellenic Greek uh, network. Is going to be very uh, <laughs> be broadcast in Greek. The Hellenic network is going to do well. Uh, LVF. It's the French's game, by the way. Yeah, I know. We should maybe put some francophone in that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Mad Bears. Was that mad about Bears? Read my article. All I right. will write one. And that's going to be Saturday, and then we all go to sleep. And then we do the same thing on Sunday, starting at 4 o'clock. We have the first co-ed game, actually, which we haven't covered on this podcast series, but we're going to talk well, about it Well, that's big now. games. Brett Bodkin and Terry Time in the booth. Oh, we boy. have third down for what versus Power Rangers. I have no idea these teams. I'm going to go with Power Rangers. Third down for what has a million injuries, including a, a gash on one of their players' foreheads so in that game. Power Rangers. Give me Power Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers. And then at 5.10, we have the second division of co-ed, which is It's a Match versus Yin and Yang. Yin and Yang looked impressive this weekend. I'm going to go with Yin and Yang to win this one. We have Brett Botkin and Terry Tam once again on the broadcast. I go Yin and Yang. You're picking your boy, Gino? They're kind of the Yin and Yang no, of that No, broadcast. no, wait, no. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. It's a match. It's a match. I'm going to a match. Sorry. I'm picking Yin and Yang. I'm picking that gas bagger. All right. Who'd and then pick? we have Yin and Yang. Yang. Well, uh, I said, you're picking Gino, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> We He's have the guys. match Actually. of the season in Division One at six twenty. Flagmoil Sack versus D Boys. Mokan and Simon Dajni will yes bring sir. you a play by play in that game. I go D Boys. This is gonna be D Boys, and they'll be back in spring. Prove Simon Dajni bleep him off. Just fuck this guy. Give me Flagmoil Sack. I I think Flagmoil Sack will take it. 7.30, Division 5B, The Process versus The U. This is the last opportunity to see P's and GM in the booth before they're completely drunk. Um, <laughs> no, you can't say that. Kids watching. Yeah, I'm not a kid. I can drink. Yeah. <laughs> 18. Give them something to look forward to, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got I, I to gotta go process. I'm never not going to pick the process. I had bias. Yeah, I want process in this one. Give me the U. Because I always pick against the U. They always Give me the U. I, I want to pick the U just so the process can win. <laughs> and the last game of the winter 2019 Flag Plus football season at 840, Division 2, You Can't Sit With Us versus Braves 2.0. See, Mo doesn't drink, so we gave him this game yeah, because that way fun. he can wait the longest. See, Mo, sorry, but see, Mo, you're, you're doing... Come, I'm, gonna, come I'm come just going to show up late. <laughs> yeah. uh, you Can't Sit With Us. No, give me Braves 2.0. There's something about Alex Hollock this season, man. I honestly, he's elevated his level to... Elevated his level? Yeah. His so level he went like underneath and just pushed it up? Yeah, literally. Okay. I don't mean on the football field. I mean, I mean, he had a level in his home. He didn't, <laughs> like, he didn't like which shelf it was on. He put it on a higher shelf. Alex Hollock, you can't sit with us. They will win the championship. I'm convinced that if he loses, he won't come back till like winter 2022. No. No, we need Alex Holloway in our lives. Yeah, our will. lives are better with Alex Holloway. He's not going to come for drinks afterwards. That's for sure. No, he won't. Okay, That's so true. Saturday, we begin 3 p.m. Uh, it used to be like eight, what was it, like 20 finals in a row one day? We used to go like 10 in yes. a row? Yes, we did eight, no? It's not, You're it's welcome not, for changing eight was the it. It's also no longer possible. No. There's too mean, many unless games. you want to start yeah. at like 10 in the morning. Yeah. We, have, we, have all, we have double the divisions that we used to. It's also so we, we start off 3 o'clock. 
for the first funnel, and we go till I guess ten thirty ish Saturday nights, yep. give or take, and then Sunday we go. Yeah, four let's let's see. That's that's when we finish. Yeah, yeah four Sunday o'clock. We finish we, around ten. Yeah, four o'clock. We go Sunday, and we go probably just a little bit past ten o'clock for the Sunday games. Uh, if you can't be there in Brossard, feel three. Not the feel furthest away from where you are. Feel three. Uh, you can watch it on the Facebook. Uh, Eagle, details on the Facebook page, please. It'll be on our Facebook page, and we'll share it with the group. De- Literally what you just said. Details on the Facebook page? It's on the Facebook page. <laughs> Perfect. So don't forget. Uh, you can hold your water bottle. You I'm ashamed. Yeah, I'm no. ashamed. It, we will be there. All of us will be there. Some will be a little bit toasted or toasty on Saturday. Toasty. And toasty. Toasty. And we'll all be there. So join us this weekend for the road show, which is always a fun thing. It's, a, it's always a, a hard work uh, endeavor, but we always come out very happy with what we do because it's for you guys uh, in terms of the final process, the hype that comes with it, and, of course, the replays that come with it, too, that you can challenge. And thanks for watching and listening this entire season. It's been fun, even when Mo wasn't here. Yeah, I was not and here. Especially when Mo wasn't here. Five episodes, it's not here. Jesus. All right. Uh, we um, are no, he is no longer Mo Khan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer Mo Khan. Uh, final words, please. Magic words. The idea of a body so massive that even light cannot escape was briefly proposed by an astronomical pioneer and English clergyman, John Mitchell, in a letter published in 1874. Good night, Magic Sorry. Johnson. 1784. Good night, Magic. Are you saying that he's the black hole? Well, the, the Lakers, Lakers yeah. The, the Lakers yeah, were the black yeah. hole where LeBron's career went to die. Yeah. Forever. And that's how we're ending the show? Yeah, for the that's all. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Hey, it was a good show. It was a good show. Do you think LeBron quits? This is this call? What? Do you think LeBron quits? No.